So I apologize if I start coughing and sneezing. I still am recovering. Uh, so I got like the cold-like symptoms. So if you see me doing some weird stuff in the background, don't mind me. I'm just dying slowly. But uh, welcome to episode four of the Ad- Out of Mana podcast. Uh, I'm here with the real Shiesty. How you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing. How about yourself? I mean, you sound a lot better than last week. Let me first say that. I know you said you're still feeling a little down, but uh, overall, you sound fantastic. Oh man, dude, I've been huffing and puffing my way through the week, and I, like, for, like I said, it's just more congestion at this point, like, you know, like a mm-hmm. cold, so mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for that to go away, and then I'll be, I'll be golden again, but, uh, so, uh, starting this off, you know how we talk about the games we play, I started playing Octopath Traveler's Champions of the Continent, is that what's called? Correct. Now, you were talking about it, how you've been playing it, and I know that you posted some stuff on Twitter about you getting a, a special character. Um, well, the one that's current, like time gated, I guess, uh, or, or limited time. So I think it ends like uh, I forgot a twenty fourth or something. So yeah, it's been out for I think they give them like a two week period. So yeah, then this was only the second one because the game is still fresh. Okay. So, because of you, I decided to download it and play it. Um, I knew that it was going to take me some time because I really don't like the controls of mobile games. Like, mobile, mobile games have evolved, and I've seen graphics, you know, from Apple Arcade and all that stuff and how good they look now, which impresses me that phones can do that. But the controls always, you know, always deterred me from the games. But with, mm-hmm. Octo- with Octopath Champions of the Content, I really tried. I gave it about two hours. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like that was a you know a decent amount of time you know maybe my, I might get used to controllers. I'm still probably gonna play more just to you know give it its fair shake. But uh-huh. the graphics look good. I do mm-hmm. like how the combat is kind of mixed with like a old Final Fantasy mixed with new Final Fantasy where you, if you attack you stagger um, enemies to do more damage and then depending on if you swipe correctly, which I've done incorrectly multiple times, you can buff your attacks to like times three. Correct. Yeah. And I always fat fingered the button to times three mm. instead of you know times two or one. And gotcha. you know, I as much as I like the look of the game, I my I'm not gonna say my hands are massive. Like if you see like, you know, my hands basically the size of an iPhone. But mm-hmm. my thumb keeps going across multiple buttons at the same time and I keep screwing up like fighting and walking. Well, it sounds like uh, you need to first off invest in uh, a nice little stylus here and uh, <laughs> play with a stylus. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, I, I get your point. Uh, I tend to have that issue sometimes myself. So it has nothing to do with your your uh, hands. I've done it myself. So um, I yeah, thought I just had pudgy play- fingers. <laughs> yeah, no, the whole play style is. I mean, the game for the most part, is very mirrored-like to the original, but there are some some differences, right? Um, like, the movement, of course, is different from mobile to the real game, because the real game, you're able to kind of, you know, move wherever, versus this, you're on a set path, so to speak. Uh, but what you're I do an like... Octopath. Uh, yeah, but what I do like is, after you do, and, and, and you'll maybe you'll learn these things uh, on your own, but... Um, one little piece of advice, I guess, is when you start navigating certain areas that you've already been through, just to kind of like quick move yourself. You and I, I guess you wouldn't be moving quicker, but if you click on the mini map on the top right, then you could just click anywhere on that particular area, and it'll auto move you. 
You'll okay. still encounter all combat and all that stuff, but then you won't have to do it yourself, right? You just ping where you want to go, even to the point where uh, it'll it'll even uh, put you through that zone into the next zone. So uh, there's a lot of a lot of little things like that that make uh, that what do they call it? Um, quality of life improvements or something. Um, but yeah, um, so you bring that up. Yes, I'm still playing it every day, and I mean every day. <laughs> and uh, and I oh man, I, I forgot to check the time that I've invested in it total so far. I I might have hit sixty hours already. In in that game alone. In in that game alone already, dude. Uh, I'm telling you, man. You you you. Not that you really give me slack, but like yes, I do play fewer games, fewer far between. But when I play them, I play them. <laughs> <laughs> I play them, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. And um, I know you've only put a couple hours in, but it, you know, the more you put in, it'll be nice to see what your what your true thoughts are. I guess you know. Yeah, I don't want to like you know give you hope that I'm gonna get addicted to it because honestly, the controls yeah. really deter me. But you, you you don't. I'm not. I mean, I think hopefully at some point you may get over it, but. If you don't, and that's the uh, you know contributing factor to you not being able to enjoy it, hey, it is what it is. It's it's you know. Yeah, like if maybe if I was able to get like one of those handheld things where I could put it and play like a controller, I think I'd be better. Because like the last mobile game I played, I'm not sure if you really want to call it a mobile game, was the Call of Duty uh-huh. Zombies one on your phone uh-huh. years ago, and like that's the last one I played. Like, and I I love zombies, but I hate the mobile controllers. Uh-huh. So I'm like. Maybe I might have to try a stylus or you know see if it's compatible with handheld mode, but it's just for some reason swiping always like turns me off, and I don't know why. Like Octopath, the gameplay, like I like it because you know it reminds me of Final Fantasy. I haven't played Octopath on the console yet; it's on my system. I you know I'm play it soon. But like mm-hmm. I played games like that, and I like it. It's just those freaking controls, man. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. The controllers are a little rough, but I think. For me personally, even with console games or any game, controls is something you have to get used to. I mean, this really, this doesn't even really compare to like uh, last week I brought up, you know, Final Fantasy VII First Soldier, which is, you know, first person battle royal type or not. Yeah, whatever. Um, so that requires a lot more faster, dare I use the word faster, movement and, and um, you know, technical movement and all that crap. So um, to get even acquainted with that on mobile was such a challenge. But, you know, through much dexterity, you know, you overcome it and you learn it. I, I wouldn't even say that. Like, I I play a lot of games that, you know, have different controls, different feels, you know, from console to mm-hmm. PC to, mm-hmm. you know, even DS. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've been able to adapt for some reason. It's just that touch and swiping feeling. I don't. I just doesn't work for me. I mean, when you when you have so many years under your belt with a joystick or even mouse and keyboard, I get it. Like the whole idea of just uh, like you're it's you're not getting that uh, that tangible feelingness of pushing a button or or anything like that. Or you know, I think you could turn vibration on. Maybe if you turn vibration on, maybe it'll make it. My feel phone better. just starts buzzing. <laughs> um but uh but i i get it i really do it is tough but um i mean you know maybe for me it was more like ah, i'm gonna get over this no matter what and it's just gonna be 
something in the back of my mind then but uh but we'll see i mean if hey if it is what it is and that's you can't overcome it you can't overcome it i mean obviously i'm in the beginning stages like i did the tutorial you know where it teaches it walks you through the frozen lands the combat and all Mm -hmm. that stuff um from what i played i really liked it uh it's just you know like i said the only negative is controls but other than that the game is really solid i was impressed with how it looks visually um the graphics on it are pretty good um but yeah, I'll, I'll probably give it like, maybe another five hours, and if it doesn't catch me in five hours, then I think I'm just gonna be done with it. Five, five hours is a long time. <laughs> I, I like to give everything like you know because it's the controls that is is my negative. That's why I'm willing to give it more time and maybe I adapt to it. Mm-hmm. Well, if I can't get adapted to the controls, I'm just gonna have to drop it, just like I've yeah. done with all that with the other mobile game I played. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, some you know, if if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. But maybe if it ever does switch to a different platform, then 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 you have no excuse. <laughs> I, I dude, I would definitely play it if it was on Xbox, PlayStation, or Switch. And like, yeah. it, it's good so far. Like, I played it and I like it. Um, but besides Octopath Traveler, have you been playing anything yes. else? No, uh, but I really, uh, I really do need to find and set off, uh, set aside time. To because I really do want to uh, complete uh, triangle strategy for sure. I I was liking that a lot too when I was playing it. Um, with, without spoiling it, like what really drawn me to triangle strategy. Well, for most part, it's it believe it or not, it's usually story, but um, it, it does reminiscent of me of like a Game of Thrones theme, like a little bit, ever so slightly. So that's why I, I like I'm really enjoying it from what I played thus far, but. My problem with that game is, is like just juggling so many games that I could very much easily contribute like another 60 to 80 hours in. Like, and that's where I think the road it would probably go with that game. Or I'm thinking that game might be really short and they want you to actually replay and experience it multiple times because that game, they give you decisions that alter the storyline. So usually when they make games like that, they generally don't make them extremely long because they want you to go back and play them. I'm like, what, what's those games that you've been playing on stream where you just, it's all really just choices. You're not really, I mean, I hate to say this, but it's not really like you're playing a game. Yeah, but, it's, more, it's uh, just a narrative-driven choice-based game. That's it. Exactly. But 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 Triangle Strategy is an actual game because it's, it's a strategy-based type uh, gameplay. But within that, there are decisions that you make that do um, have an effect on the story. So... And obviously, I haven't played this. It's just you know, I've have I had I have other friends that play it, and they told me that I'm not sure if this is if if they did it incorrectly, or whatever. But they said that mm-hmm. the first playthrough, you won't unlock everything. You had to play through it again to dig into different characters, and those different characters equals different outcomes. Is that true? And you're talking about triangle strategy? Yeah. I I don't know. I haven't did it. Like if that's the thing that 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 you have to do multiple playthroughs, then. Uh, and that's interesting because I haven't done it one playthrough yet. But okay. that was that was my thing was like, is it going to be a super long game or is it going to be a shorter game in which then they want you to replay multiple times? They told me it was like maybe 12 to 15 hours per playthrough, depending on like how hard you uh, how hard the difficulty is, because apparently. Interesting. Yeah, every, there is a... uh, I was just going to say every time they play through, it, apparently it gets harder because it's on New Game Plus. Mm, so and the I thought it gets a little harder. Too- and I thought there was a difficulty actually that you could try or set it at. I'm sorry. So that's interesting. Okay. Well, uh, that might actually drive me to play it then 
maybe knock it out at least one playthrough. See, like, I, I like... How can I put it? I like that because then I'll be able to experience the whole story, but then then it gets me questioning, like, well, fuck, how many times do I got to do this? Like, cause... Yeah, according to the one friend that played it, he's played it three times, and so far, every single playthrough he's done to unlock other characters, the story changes. Because, obviously, certain main focal points in the game stay the same, according to him. Okay. But, you know, when you unlock new characters, new dialogue will be unlocked, that and then sense. another path will be... Uh, I, that makes sense. That's very interesting. So, okay, now I'm now I'm thinking about it in another capacity where you're playing it multiple times to unlock multiple characters, but they're kind of like is this dare I say like this ultimate story that you have to like have all the characters unlocked and have all the right decisions made to get to like that final ending. If that makes sense. I don't know. He's only told me about his three playthroughs and how it was different every single time. Obviously, there's some similarities depending on mm-hmm. the characters, yeah. but. Because there's new characters, the story changes. Interesting. Okay, okay. But well, I just have to experience it myself. Yeah, you got to let me know how that is. Uh, but yeah. myself, you know, to I guess to kind of wrap this up is: Have you ever played a game that you like the concept of it, like the concept of the game, and it has potential, but it was poorly mm-hmm. executed? Ah, oh, poorly executed. In what capacity? So or it doesn't matter what that capacity is. It doesn't really matter because I've been playing Blue Dragon and it's kind of like an RPG esque game where it's like part of that one. It, it was originally anime and then it was adapted into a game because Xbox wanted exclusives and unfortunately this was the era if it didn't work Xbox just mm-hmm. dropped it. Mm-hmm. But um, basically it could have been Final Fantasy level, but they just didn't work on it hard enough. Mm. Let's see. Man, that's a good question. I, I know there has been, but damn, I'm just I'm just blanking out right now. If that was like a topic I knew would have came, I probably would have had something for you. <laughs> <laughs> but off the top of my head, uh, I mean, the, this isn't really the answer probably best suited for this question, but like, I, I know one time I passed that you know, the very, 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 very first Assassin's Creed I was looking forward to, and then the moment I popped that disc in and learned what the story actually was, I was so devastated, I legit returned the game same day. Like, I couldn't play anymore, because I was like, this is what the story is? Fuck that. I just wanted something that spoilers, that was just in that era, and you're playing a character that's it. I don't want to go through this whole generation thing that, like, oh, he's a descendant, or blah, 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 blah. Like, that is fucking dumb why'd you do that now i know you like the series i know it's a very successful series wasn't my cup of tea i was hugely disappointed but i don't think that's the answer you're looking for it's, it's kind of I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you i just think it's funny that that was your main pet peeve because it was yet, yes that you do sometimes go back in the animus you know to go back into your past self but the majority of the game is in the past like you I play. know that, I know that, I know that, I know that, I know that. But And that's what lured me to the game, right? Because all the marketing, all the marketing was was driven towards that. And I was like, this fucking looks awesome. This game looks great, da, da, da. And, then, and, and, and maybe that's my own fault. Maybe that information was out there, and if I learned it, I'd be like, ah, oh, well, that just ruined it for me. No, I pre-ordered the game, I bought the game, stuck it in, and the moment I learned, I'm like, this, I, I'm just, like, my boner was like, <laughs> like I was just devastated, and I—that is the only game out of my entire quasi-professional gaming career that I purchased and returned back to them same day. <laughs> only game. 
You know what? I almost I almost wanna And I've you... never touched another Assassin's Creed again. I almost well you might like the new ones then because they kinda stopped doing the whole animus thing. Um but it's funny how a very minor part of the game that doesn't happen often, like maybe just for a couple cutscenes, turned you off so much. I, I dude, I can't I I told you my reasoning, but like I, I can't even explain to you why I was so fucking devastated. But I was. I mean, I can I understand. Was. There's there's been things that turned me off in games. It's just funny that one one of the <laughs> smallest parts of the game, you're like, nah, fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I, but I'm just being honest. <laughs> that makes sense. But yeah, I've been playing for some reason. One of my things is you know I like to pick up games that you know are either under the radar or weren't really appreciated at the time, and Blue Dragon's mm-hmm. one of those games that it had so much potential, it had promise, it's just, it was unfortunately not developed fully, and they cut mm-hmm. development um, after the game was released, because there should have been a second part. <laughs> but uh, that, that's just me, because I, I feel like they could have had their hands on a Final Fantasy level game, they just mm-hmm. decided not to invest in it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I could. I guarantee you, there's been uh, definitely a fair share of games that probably fall in that category for me that I actually did play like from beginning to end, and you know, I'm like, ah, you know, could have been more. But um, I just, I just truly can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Um, but maybe throughout the podcast, if someone just knocks me on the noggin, and then I'll be like, hey, remember pre-topic uh, <laughs> one? Uh, I got an answer for you. <laughs> Okay, before we get into the actual topics, I do want to... So, you know, I've been editing clips, I've been posting on social media, and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But basically, since, you know, I was sick, I had to go back and um, get clips for episode two and three. And I mm-hmm. noticed something about, you know, I want, I was trying to figure out why we we're so off-touch with this one little topic. And it's oh, graphics. Not... No, it's <laughs> graphics. Okay. I, I think... I, I finally under... Well, I finally understand why you were against what I was saying about graphics because you're assuming graphics equals um, art style, meaning, like, photorealistic. Graphics don't have to not be full, full motion 3D. They don't have... that. That's not graphics. That's just one part of graphic or one style of graphics. Mm-hmm. Because I, when we're talking... Like, go ahead. I, I know what you're saying, and I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like the old dog here, but, like, you gotta remember, for me growing up from... 8-bit, pre-8-bit to where we're at now, like, the, the the term graphics is always going to be attributed to just realism. I guess I know you... that's not right. I understand that. But, th- but, but that's my default mechanic when I hear the word graphics. And I'm sure... And that's what I realized people. when I'm going back and watching it, is that that's what you yeah. asserted to, and that's yeah. where our, our clashing came oh, about, is that, yeah... yeah. So I, I just thought it was funny that I went back, I was editing, and I noticed that, that you associate graphics with more realistic mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I was just like, you know, sitting in my but chair, and I'm like, what? That's what he was thinking the whole time? That's what we but, had these stupid debates about? <laughs> but, to, but to that point, though, now, if I may segue just a little briefly to, to, like, Octopath, like... I would consider those graphics beautiful. I consider they, the they are good of, graphics of Wind Waker beautiful. I I, I think the graphics of uh, like Breath of the Wild beautiful. Like a lot of games, I love the graphics. No matter whether it looks like Octopath all the way to 
freaking uh, the re-release of Final Fantasy VII. Like, yeah, those are good I, graphics. They're fantastic. Um, but um, or you know whatever. But I know you take it to more of a technical standpoint. And that's fine. That's great. I mean, I think, you know, we're on the same wavelengths to a certain capacity. Our, our, our differences are a little bit, um, we still have discord definitely with, with the technical aspect. Like, it, it drives you up the wall versus me. I could get past, um, you know, a, a little bit of a, a point five second uh, lag spike or something. I don't know. Like, like once again, I come from a breed of 8-bit games. <laughs> and I've played things that were never fluid. So for you, I think with your reaction time, because also you're, you're very heavy into first-person shooters where your refresh rate and everything has to be superb. Otherwise, like your eyes are probably well more trained than I that you, you pick that shit up. Me? Once again, maybe it's the old dog in me, but like I'm not catching that shit sometimes. I really am not. I it's it, I'm so glad you said that because that's really where these little debates come in is because mm-hmm. like like you said, you know, I'm more used to the, the shooter games, so that's why I can tell it. Um, not that there's a you know a bad thing with not playing those games. Like mm-hmm. honestly, if I could untrain my eyes, that'd be awesome because there's been times where you know, like for example, Destiny. I went mm-hmm. back on the PS4 and played it, and I'm like, oh my god, the 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 frame rate is so bad, I can't play it. Because mm-hmm. going from like PS5 to PS4, it's like, mm-hmm. ooh, yeah, I don't know how mm-hmm. I did this. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's just like those yeah. little performance things that, you know, like when you're used to a certain standard, it's like mm-hmm. you want everything to be that standard. Mm-hmm. But I and, and, see your point, too. Yeah, and, and I mean, you easily can get spoiled. And, 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 that's, and that's been like, I know a lot of our debates have been off stream as well or I'm sorry, off podcast, but like, you know, going back to, you know, talking about how you want, you know, PlayStation or even Nintendo, I know heavily in Nintendo to do better and be better and none of that. And like, I'm not disagreeing. I would love it, but like, it's not deterring me for the appreciation of what they've provided us. Like, and I mean, and maybe that's just me being a fanboy and I can understand that, but it's, it's not that big of a detriment that it's like, I, I need to shit on it and I need to like, uh, not give them my money, or so to speak, but um, that—that—that's just my take when when we're having these debates. And and it's funny that you say because most of the time, Nintendo games when they don't have that peak performance, mm-hmm. I'm mostly okay with. Like Pokemon, for example, can easily get away with that because the mm-hmm. gameplay doesn't rely mm-hmm. on reaction time. Mm-hmm. But I use Zelda Breath of the Wild for my main example because mm-hmm. I, I played that game. I haven't I fully, I haven't fully beaten it. <laughs> But um, the majority of the time I played it, my eyes were hurting because of how bad it was skipping. And like, uh, man, I you know what? I gotta make it my homework. But maybe next time we have a conversation like this, and, and put it on and see if I can know exactly what you're talking about. Because like, if you're talking about like, like getting a critical hit on an enemy, and it has like a little bit of like, like I think that's intended. Well, no, so. The lag that, well, obviously there's two different modes, which I don't understand how this works because I thought the handheld would perform better than the, mm-hmm. the dock version, but the dock version mm-hmm. actually gives you better performance. But when I played, I played in handheld mode. And when I was mm-hmm. traveling, the rendering kept on like lagging in and out. And then also when I was walking, I kept skipping. So for that game in particular, 
I would say I'd probably play 97% of it on the TV, on, on the dock. So if it does do that on handheld, then that may explain why I didn't know about it. If, if, it's, if that's really predominantly where it's happening. Um, but for, I, I don't know. From my experience, it, it's been more handheld. I did play in docked later on in the game, and mm-hmm. the lagging seemed to happen less frequently, but it was still there. Mm-hmm. But it was it was just weird that you know whenever I was walking and then like when I reached like a certain zone and it starts mm-hmm. running the next zone that's mm-hmm. when the lag really hit hard where I was just like basically one two stepping into a couple areas. I'm gonna give a horrible comparison here, but hear me out. <laughs> so like I said, if it's happening, um, I'm not noticing it, and, and the reason and the reason why too is probably because like I'm just so enamored by you know obviously the franchise that. I'm clearly overlooking it and probably not caring. So, like, you know, it, it's almost being so attracted to a particular person. Like, it's like they're going to have flaws, but I don't really give a fuck about their flaws because I really like that person. I really am into that person. And you're never going to have perfection. There's going to be... Well, I bet those like, games got really, really close to perfection. Well, what but, was it? Um, so... Wait, 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 hold on. Time out. What game? Or what'd you say? Well, most of the Nintendo games are close to perfection in, in oh, the well, way they've been developed. But, like, for example, like... Breath... I, I was going to say uh, the, the re-release of Battlefield 7 to me was pretty damn close to perfection. Oh, it <laughs> definitely that's is. That, that, like, I, that's the one game that I clearly put hashtag masterpiece because that shit was done so fucking well. Um, but, so, I, I think it's only for a, a select big open-world games on Nintendo. I think my problem is, like, for mm-hmm. example, you let me borrow... Um, Zelda Link's Awakening and I had no performance issues on that because I guess the loading, you know, maybe because it wasn't big mm-hmm. you know, world wise mm-hmm. I had no problems, but for some reason any big open world game on Nintendo Switch has always had been an issue for me, like Legends of Arceus, Zelda Breath of the Wild um, Odyssey? Odyssey not so much because I think you have to load into the uh, the levels I that's think that's true. already pre-rendered Mm-hmm. Um, but Xenoblades was another one of those, and well, Monster it, Hunter. It, Pokemon actually still uh, use zoned into different areas. I mean, granted, some of those areas are large scaled. Legends of Arceus was the only Pokemon games, but... game that I've experienced the uh, lag step. Sword and Shield wasn't well, as much because of the zoning, like you mentioned. Well, Sword and Shield had a lot more zoning, but Arceus still had the zoning because the town, the main town was its own zone, and then every, what was it, like five or six major zones? I mean, like I said, the zones themselves are pretty large, not to mention a lot of the, um, um, I was going to say material, but I'll still use material that are in the zones, what they call the Pokemon and all the other crap. So there's a lot of probably, you know, information being being done um, live, but... Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a but um, Breath of the Wild totally. I mean, that's all just massive. Like it's just one big ass fucking map. And I do appreciate that Breath of the Wild was one of those launch titles because I feel like Breath of the Wild is like the highest the highest game that they can make to push the performance of the Switch. And anything past, they'll probably break the system. <laughs> yeah, that was in- incredibly shocking. And now that we discuss it more, um, it-, it truly is. Um, a feat of that magnitude to have it as a large title to your point for like the first title for the brand new system, push it to, I mean, for what we understand to be the max potential, but like, 
Yeah, that that's why like um I know we had this topic a couple of weeks ago with the pro switch and all that and uh you know, it'd only be fitting that if one were to come out with a better processor and better what have you that the Zelda sequel would be the you know, launch title for that. Mm. Um but man, we haven't gotten no news on that, which is uh, to me a little baffling at this point and we're more than halfway way more than halfway through the year and we haven't got nothing i love how they gave us a release date once and then they just been radio silent ever since like i think it was 2020 they showed it was it e3 or the game awards you know breath of the wild 2 just like a little snippet it says uh fall 2021 and then nothing since. No, there was one. It, it might have been actually multiple instances, but um, the 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 creator, his name is escaping me. Um, he legit just came out as a look. We're sorry, date was wrong. Uh, we don't have any date right now, and we don't want to bring it out unless we know it's complete and it's and it's the best thing that they could put out there, which I totally respect, and and I have absolutely no problem no problem Wayne and now I thought about that game that let me down <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 let me down for sure but I think I mentioned that last week as well so. was it because of the microtransactions uh, not really the microtransactions it's just like oh man because that game they, they spent 10 years making 10 years making and I still enjoyed it let me say that I enjoyed it but I also felt like I was forced to enjoy it because I waited 10 years for it. But it, it, it just, it was a letdown. Like, I felt, for Final Fantasy, storytelling is such a big thing, at least for me, a big deal. In that game, I felt like they did a horrible job with it. Interesting. So, a horrible job with it. My opinion probably wouldn't be to hold much weight because I've only played a handful of Final Fantasies and then went back. So my first Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy VIII with Leon, you know, using that big freaking sword gun. Sword gun, huh? And then, you know, I played XX2 and then the third Final Fantasy game I've ever played was fifteen. And I really liked the open worldness and you know, the traveling. But then oh, I no. also go ahead. No, no, go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. I was I was gonna say I also this I I might understand where you're coming from with the, the story because I like seeing, I forgot the character's name, it's been a while since I played it, but you basically start off as the young prince, you build your team Noctis. of friends, Noctis, you build your team of friends, and then eventually you progress through his ages until he's like an old man. Well, uh, you don't even recruit his friends, basically the whole team is assembled at the very start, which is also a little bit different than most Final Fantasies, but that's fine. That wasn't really what, uh, that didn't really bother me. Oh, I'm thinking about the DLC where you have to play as like the friends in the episodic adventures. Correct. And and like like I said, that whole uh and I will say for what it is, the whole scheme, um, I did not care for. I, I really do think though, and, and this is not fifteen's fault, but I, I really think that was their way of, you know, trying it out. Like they like I really felt like they wanted that to be the model for potential future series. And, and I hope to God, that doesn't happen with 16 because right now I'm really looking, uh, really liking how 16's looking like. It's just, oh my gosh, looking really good. But, um, so yeah, um, th- that's one that definitely let me down. Wait, so sure. I-, I think I probably interrupted you, but what did you not like about the story? 
I don't like how it was told. Like it was, and that might seem odd because like uh, the reg, the re- regular Octopath kind of was in this facet where like you played through all of the character stories, but the like the, the the character stories in some capacity were almost like all side stories versus the main story was something you kind of had to piece together. And that's kind of how I felt like 15 was. So it's odd that I kind of liked it for Octopath, but I didn't like it for 15. Um, Because, like, like, don't get me wrong, 15 had a story, right? But to me, it it didn't feel complete. It didn't feel like we got a beginning and an end. We just had a middle. That's why I didn't care for it that much. I, I may be remembering it differently because I played it, what, it came out 2015, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I played, I played it basically 2015 or 16 whenever all the DLC was released. Mm-hmm. But I, for, it's funny that you say that there's only a middle because for me it felt like there was a whole complete story. And then maybe it's because the DLC might have tied this up. But Final Fantasy XV was the only game I think I may have experienced where you start off as a young character and progressively get older and watch a kingdom grow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think I, that's what I liked. Well, I mean, the kingdom really didn't grow because pretty much the world went to shit uh, well, while yeah. he got old. Um, spoiler alert! But I, I will say this: Here, here's a, here's a takeaway that I think, or at least from from my two cents, they did really well. And I don't know if you've actually experienced it, but what I did like they did for DLC, and I did play the shit out of this, and I probably wish they gave more to it because um me and my buddy were playing it pretty heavily um during that time noctis was um whatever in a coma or whatever i can't remember what the uh, circumstance was but when he was uh, away um they released a dlc at, what was it called comrades i think and you then created your own character and you you were playing through the dark world and just doing all these different quests and missions. And basically, it was supposed to span during that time while Noctis was away. Mm-hmm. Um, that I enjoyed the shit out of. Um, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was an easy, fun thing. I shouldn't even say easy. It was just fun. Um, and I think it was like maximum four players like per mission or something. So, um, yeah, that I enjoyed the shit out of. Um, but um, the main story, like, eh. Uh, I mean, once again, graphically, and using that term now loosely compared to our definitions, <laughs> but I thought it was beautiful, the open world. Once again, I, I liked that as well. Just the story, like, eh. Mm, no, sorry. And because, like, I really, what I really wanted to experience a lot more was, like, uh, what was the name of their the kingdom? Was it uh, Lucretia? Lucretia or something? I can't remember. Maybe not. Maybe I'm butchering that. But, um, you know, we never got to go there except at the very, very end, but you couldn't really navigate through it. And then the only time you were able to experience it was like when you were playing episode Arden, if you did that, um, which was cool. But I, I kind of was hoping we got more there. And then also there were I also feel like that game got cut a lot. Like, I, I think they wanted to do more episodes and maybe even they had their own fatigue because. I felt like there's so much that 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 could have been um, utilized, and it just wasn't. So, uh, I, now that you mention it, you have a really good point with the DLC episodes because I was fortunate enough to play it all, you know, when it was all complete. 
but okay. if I didn't have that, I think I could see where the gaps come in because there's mm-hmm. also two movies, animated movies that came out too for fifteen that tie with the you know the father and Noctis like you know the little gap so, period and how the evil I, I forgot his names but he was like the advisor that basically betrayed the king and made it you know ruin. Mm-hmm. And I think the movies were also mandatory to watch to get the whole story for fifteen as well. <laughs> Yeah, and and that's and that's why I didn't like it because it, it was maybe from their perspective they had this massive marketing scheme that they're like, oh my god, this is going to be successful. We can't wait to do it. Mm. And depending on the fan base, I mean, I'm and I'm not saying they're wrong for taking it in and enjoying it. Everyone has a right to. That's fantastic. Like I know there's people out there that love it to death, and that's fantastic. It just didn't work for me. And and to those to those uh, movies, I did I didn't know there was two, so I have to double check that. I, uh, I I could be wrong about the second one. I know there was like they released two animated movies at the same time, one with the king, and I thought it was one with Noctis that I always call Sasuke because he looks like another character. Um, and it, I don't know. I, I could be wrong for some reason. I'm remembering two movies. And I think they're on Amazon. I'll have to look, but I know I watched Kingsglaive because it came with the collector's edition I bought. And that was the prequel. So uh, I did watch that and I enjoyed it very much so because it's CGI and it looked beautiful. Um, <laughs> but if there is something else, then I would have to find that. But to your point now, and, and this is why it's different experiences, right? Because you said you played it when you had the complete saga and that's the way it should have been released and not through these different fucking episodes and microtransactions i experienced it from the whole opposite angle right Mm. i had the main game with no episodes played through that and then had i forgot who was uh, uh i think gladio was the first one released and then um um the camera guy can't think of his name and then the guy with the glasses like I learned a new recipe, um, <laughs> and um, yeah. So and then Arden, which the Arden one was, I think the one a lot of people were probably looking forward to the most. I know I was. And then they kind of painted him to kind of come off as a good guy. And then it's like, well, is not this somehow bad in some weird way? Which is kind of okay because I don't know if you know the history of it. And like I said, they took it ten years to make this damn game, but initially before uh the way it ended or the way the game came out was um it was supposed to be called final fantasy 15 versus and it was supposed to be two whole separate games in which i guess noctis was probably in one version painted as a good guy and then another version painted as the bad guy so it's just there's just so much going on there do you think there was also supposed to be uh uh, supposed to be like a tie-in with kingdom hearts i hope not because but I've never played any Kingdom Hearts. Oh, you haven't? No. Okay, so it's interesting that you love Final Fantasy, but you haven't played Kingdom Hearts. Well, I guess it's, it's weird, too, because I played Kingdom Hearts, and I barely played any of the Final Fantasy games, even though they're realistically the same thing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But in, in Kingdom Hearts, you do see Leon. You do see... Is it Tifa? Or you, there's basically another girl. She looks like one of those, you know, the whatever those little yellow vendors with the red ball on their head. Oh, Moogles? Yeah, Moogles. <laughs> you have those characters. You have a couple of the female characters. I think it's just from Final Fantasy VIII. Um, and then uh, Sephiroth is in there, too. Yeah, I know they're all in there. But, I mean, 
Kingdom Hearts isn't canon to anything. Kingdom Hearts is only canon to Kingdom Hearts. Eh, yeah, well, yeah, I guess. But it, I feel like there's... There... <laughs> well, well, you just pick one question. Yeah, well, I guess, but... <laughs> no, I, I was thinking about it, because, like, Kingdom Hearts is kind of canon to Kingdom Hearts, but I feel like because of so many Final Fantasy characters in Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3, they really try to connect it, because Kingdom Hearts 3 goes into another world where it almost looked like Noctis, but they're they're painting as like a different guy now. Um, so, um, I've never sat and read like extreme fan theories, but they're out there where people have, or dare I say, successfully, because uh, Squeenix has never come out to to confirm, but people have tried to connect. Final Fantasy universes together. Like, I believe somewhere someone was trying to say, like, uh, I think 10 might, could be somehow a prequel to 7, which then 7 would uh, then run into 15. Like, there's people that have tried. Like I said, I've never sat and read them. I try to look at them each individually as their own universe and entity, and that's it. Could it be like different plants? Because Final Fantasy six, seven, eight, and nine are all connected, and the only reason why they're connected is because of Tifa. What? No, you're crazy. Final Fantasy six had Tifa, right? When you know, well, I might be getting no, that wrong. Huh? Seven has seven has Tifa. So who was in six? Eight. Six, uh, well, six has a lot of characters. Six I thought seven, six had Tifa as a cowboy when they were going into like the research facility and Cloud was no, there. No, no, no. That happens in seven, but that's like something that happened in their in, in when the while they're younger. Okay, so then maybe I'm just thinking about seven, eight, and nine then, because I know that Tifa eventually does meet up with Leon and one of the other games. Sure, it's just not an Easter egg. I mean, if she's there, it's still considered canon, isn't it? Uh, and I think she was a—I think that's she was a main just, character. That's just like Super Mario RPG having Link in one of the inns sleeping on the bed, like, "Oh my God, all the universes are connected." So I—I I wish I could debate <laughs> this better because it's been so long since I played no, these I, games. I'm I, I, like once again to your point. I'm sure there's super fans out there that have tried to connect these dots and, and and wrote some very um really good material that i'm like oh my god like this sounds very credible like it makes sense like very believable i i just i just don't i just don't <laughs> yeah because i know i know um final fantasy one and two are definitely much different than each other well I, you know, just because the villain that was told, but in my opinion, the villain in Final Fantasy one or two might be the coolest villain ever, because uh, he has like this giant. He basically looks like a um, mech angel kind of thing. So one, two, and three, I think are the ones I just didn't play at all. If you have played, okay. So because of Final Fantasy fifteen, me liking, you know, me catching on to it. Because of PlayStation Now, which is, I guess, now PlayStation Plus, mm-hmm. they had all the classic Final Fantasy games on there. Oh, yeah. So I, I got to go back and play them, and mm-hmm. that's how I got to experience the rest of them. But mm-hmm. um, the the main villain in 1 or 2 was probably my favorite villain, but mm-hmm. gameplay-wise, I think 15 and 7 might be my favorite. But you only played 
the new seven, not the original seven. I played the original seven after I played the new seven, and because I was spoiled with the new seven, mm-hmm. I couldn't get into the old seven because yeah, it's it's more a like a um, such a shame because it's it's not open. It's not like you know how do you say it like more open like the new Final Fantasy seven. It's more linear and you get a, no, you're basically absolutely not. What? How far did you get in the original seven? I I played the whole game. No, but I'm I'm trying to say it's like you know it's so far from the truth. No, just. Hear what I'm gonna say. Seven remake is you know like it's 3D and you know you get to explore you know a 3D world. Final Fantasy VII the original is not 3D; it's 2D and you're basically walking or 2.5D, whatever you want to call it. If you this is this is a disconnect between half a gener or quarter generations here. You called FF7 not 3D. That Hold is, on, let me let me look is, it up. Maybe I'm thinking about. Is, so incorrect like holy shit hold on i'm looking this up right now because i may be wrong let's see hold on ff7 original because i remember it was like oh you're right it's kind of well it's 3d pixelated well okay how do i explain this i guess it i guess it is the the um evolution of graphics for some reason when i'm picturing like this like polygonal shape one in, in my mind it registers like 2d but <laughs> I mean, that's fine. That's fine that that's how it registers in your head. But that's what makes this so hilarious that because of our age difference, and it's not like we're that tremendously apart, but like just that, like what decade and a half oh, of time, like the... you consider something that is truly 3D. Granted, it's not fantastic 3D graphics because, as you said, they're polygon. I, but I'm... it's still 3D. Okay, so it, to give myself. A, a point here. I the reason why I thought it was two D is because I was rem- remembering the battle scenes. The battle scenes were two D. Absolutely you, not. Yes, you're no. basically you're basically were stationary. And you switch between your characters. It wasn't like m- constant moving like it is now. You were basically set with your your three characters, and you battled another character, and you you're that, taking turns. That, that, okay, so now you're now you're you're mixing up gameplay mechanics versus the actual. Well, that, that's what I'm saying, is that that's what I remember. That's why I was thinking it's, about the TV but, part. But all, but all that is is turn-based. It has nothing to do with graphics. That, that's yeah, the, yes, that's you're right. Battle, that's the battle system. But that's why I'm remembering 2D, because it's stationary with the turn-based. It's stationary, but the, the game itself and even the fighting is I, still in 3D. I agree with you, but that's why I'm okay. remembering 2D, okay. is because Fine. it was stationary. Fine. Fine. I, I, I said it. I, I looked <laughs> no, it up, no, and I admit that I was wrong. But I just, I just think like the, the way you started, though, it was just like I was just like <laughs> I played something across the room. <laughs> I, I played Final Fantasy VII, the original. When when did okay. uh, when did Seven Remake come out? Two thousand nineteen. Oh, man, eighteen. Um, no, didn't it come out actually during the pandemic? No, I don't know. Well, basically, it was that long ago, so my memory on it was vague, and I didn't 100% it. So, I just played through the main game, and because they also bundled it up with the other one, uh, I think it's connected with Crisis Core? Is that connected to Final Fantasy VII? Yes. Crisis Core is the prequel. Okay, because I also played that, too. And And that's that's getting re-released on PS4, 5... And etc. Four months. 
See, that's one thing I hate about Final Fantasy VII is that they're so freaking different from each other that it's hard no, to and, remember. <laughs> no, and, no, and you're right, and that, and that's that's my point though. Is is every every Final Fantasy that has a number after it in my world is its own world, its own universe. The only one that has a very expensive universe now, you could argue fifteen, well fourteen because it's an MMO, eleven because it's an MMO, but. Um, Seven right now is the one. Well, it's obviously their 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 money maker. That one has a vast, um, a large world because of mm. all the different installments they have. Um, so so yeah. So so to answer my question, because you played more of this than I have, was Final Fantasy Seven originally a three parter or just a two parter? It was one game that spanned three discs. So, is Crisis Core considered one of those discs? No, 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 no. Crisis Core came out way after 7 was released on the PSP. So, Crisis Core... But it's still considered the same story, though, right? It's in the same universe. Yes, it's... it's, it's, How do I explain this? It's a prequel to 7. So it 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 does connect. So it's like yes, basically a continued story. Yes, it hundred percent connects. Where where there's um, confusion. Now we're going to get into more spoilers. Where there's confusion is since you played the remake first, and you have no um, knowledge of what happens in Crisis Core or the original game, your storyline knowledge is only from the remake which is fine but and 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 the remake did a, a, a still a fantastic job with with retelling um and i will say that retelling the original story there was they did you know they didn't it wasn't a mirror storyline right and the the ending in particular really opened it up to like okay are we getting a remake now or an alternate version. Are they getting, yeah, an alternate reality version, which it looks like that is going to be the route they're going to take, um, which is fine. Um, I, you know, I'm still looking forward to it. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, basically. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, because I recently I read, I knew that Final Fantasy was going to be a two-parter. The remake was going to be a two-parter originally, but now well, I heard it's a three-parter. Yeah, yeah, that was confirmed. And I know that Crisis Core is being worked into that two-parter, or the second part of it. That remains to be seen. We have to play it. From from Originally, they said it was just going to be a... Um, uh, I guess, like, a true remake, where, you know, everything was going to be the same, but then I think they recently just came out and said, well, we're going to retract that, and there might be a little bit differences. Well, which, there definitely is which, difference which, which, with uh, whatever that character's name is—the girl, um, Eris. Eris, yeah, because mm-hmm. she, no, exactly. her story ending in the original was much different than the one in Seven well, we Remake. Still don't know what's going to happen, and I don't think that. Well, I don't know. Maybe it will happen in uh, Number Two, in Rebirth, as it's being called or dubbed, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 a lot of people are upset, and that they have every right to be. That's fine. I am going to enjoy it. 
That's all I, I'm going to say. Well, obviously, like I said, my opinion probably doesn't hold weight because I played it much later in its life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like the connection that um, Aerith was able to remember the original events. Mm-hmm. But because she remembered the original events, she kind of altered the timeline a little bit. The thing that's um, interesting with that statement is I don't think she has. And I, and, and I could say that because I played the original. Not, not to say your, your statement does have merit, but like through my playthrough of the original game, or I'm sorry, the, re, the remake, to what you just said, what you said makes sense, but truly she hasn't done anything to alter it. The only way she could have altered it is by acting weird. Well, also she's and, alive. Well, she is alive in the original at this point of the, of the game. Oh, I thought she died. Not yet. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that I'm just saying that I when I played Seven Remake, I just saw it was weird that they kind of gave you like these blended imagery. Okay. Of... So, so, so let me let me try to piece this up to you because you had this question earlier and I didn't give you a half-ass answer, but you didn't like let me uh, elaborate more on it. Final Fantasy Seven is one game spanning three discs. Final Fantasy VII Remake, that whole game only comprised of the first disc of the original game. That's it. Okay. So that's so what you've experienced was legit only the first disc of the, the original game. That's where we're at. Um, now, in the original game, where we're at is when the game... It, it, still is, it still is a linear game, but you then enter the open world. Because that whole game, you are, you are playing through Midgar, which is what we've experienced. When they're leaving Midgar, that's exactly where disc one ends in the original, which is so apropos, and I fucking love it. But that's when you go into the open world. So at some point when you navigate through the open world, you, it becomes nonlinear. And that's where, at least for me, for my, for my dollar... That's when you're allowed to just get in a spaceship and go wherever, or spaceship, <laughs> airship, my bad. When you're allowed to go in the airship and go wherever the fuck you want to go that you've explored and to places you have not yet explored because you didn't have an airship, and then you start breeding chocobos and you start getting different color chocobos, some that could go over land and mountains and some could go over water or the one that goes wherever the fuck you want to go. That is the Final Fantasy VII most people fucking love. However... Where they're probably going to drop the ball on this is they're not going to give us that. I hope, I hope, and I would love for them to figure out a way to give us that because that would feel like, it would probably feel like, uh, um, um, oh shit, what's the damn name of like, one of those offline MMOs where you have this big massive world, but it's offline or single player. I think they are going to do And the only reason why I'm saying this I is... I hope they do. And the only reason why I'm saying this is because, one, it's been almost three years since the original one came out, or remake came out. And because they're pushing so hard with the open world of 16, why, you know, when they introduced it, I think they're just going to keep that in. It's like, why do it for 16 and 14 and then have it in the original 7, but then take it away when it's, it's like it, it wouldn't make sense for them to do that? I mean, like I said, I, I hope so, but um, part of what you just said. I think they already came out and confirmed that part two is going to all, or the remake second installment is going to be all, uh, all linear. So it's not going to be, 
it's going to play pretty much exactly like one. <laughs> so that, hopefully so they do that, that just to stay with people. But that, but that, but that could be okay because once again, I played original. I keep not keep saying that like, oh, my opinion is better. But like playing the original disc two, disc ones and two are linear. That's fine. It wasn't really until disc three where it's like open world. So if they keep that pattern, then it wouldn't be till the third part comes out for the remake where they're like, you know what? Here you are. The problem I have, and they haven't answered this yet, okay? From the remake from one to two, how are they going to handle the characters? And what I mean by that is like the leveling we've already done. Are they going to reset them all back to level one? Or are they going to introduce some sort of uh, squish where it's like, hey, you got saved data for the original. Uh, we're going to put every character at level hypothetically 25. I don't know. They, I haven't seen anything come out about that. Uh, so I have a feeling that, that they're that just going to... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, I, I just don't know what they're going to do. Like, I don't like the idea of having to go back to level one, but I, at the same time, I, I kind of I think understand they're gonna... it's a necessary evil. I think they're going to tack on levels, like, if it is a three-part and they are going to treat like an MMO-esque, MMO-esque game, I think it's going to be like, you know, 50, what was the max in the first one, right? Ooh, you know what? I don't know. I'm just going to say 50 because for some reason that's I think what I'm you're remembering. Right, no, I think, I think you're right. I, I just truly don't remember. And let's just say the second part is either 60 to 75, and or is, let's just say it's 60 to 70, and then the third one's going to be 80, and it maxes out there. Or yeah, they could pull it hold. Max out, it what? would max out at ninety nine, I think. Yeah, because I was just gonna say that I was gonna say ninety nine because Kingdom Hearts does the same thing at ninety nine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they'll probably just do like fifty, seventy, and then ninety nine or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just seems like the most logical thing for them to do. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna eat it all up. That's all I could say. <laughs> so you ready to move on to the topics? <laughs> I'm ready when you are. Alright, let's go on to... Uh, whoops, I have the wrong one on. Oh, that's uh, a great topic. Are we talking about underwear? Yes. <laughs> so, I, I guess you continue with this fi- uh, this fantasy topic. Is mm-hmm. I feel like we're entering another... Basically, another dawn of a golden age of fantasy is coming out again. Because... Okay. We just had the Sandman on Netflix, which, in my opinion, is great. I had no idea what the story was even about until I watched the Netflix series. Um, then after I watched it, I got deeper into the story. And that's a good one you might actually like because it's about this character called Dream. He's a member of the Death Family. And his whole realm is just a whole bunch of fantasy. But then you also have House of Dragons, which is a prequel to Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, which now the people that... Um, bought it, which I think is the Embracer group, um, mentioned that they want to create more movies because they own the property now. So besides the show that we're going to get with Amazon, we're probably also going to get more movies. But how is that a new fantasy? Those are intellectual properties that have already been existing. I'm not... See, I think this is where maybe I've lost it. I'm not saying they all have to be new. I'm just saying we're getting peak fantasy again like lord of the rings is returning with different stories i'm not sure if you ever played um shadows of war on um, the games but no. i i love the version of you know the elves crafting the rings of power and then sauron comes to attack him and you finally see like sauron's first attack on middle earth mm-hmm. 
I hope that's what we see with these new Lord of the Rings films. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't subscribe to a lot of these different streams, and, and uh, I may be forced to at some point. Um, I'm not the biggest Lord of the Rings um, fanboy, and, and that's fine, uh, but I do appreciate it, and I, and I do love it still dearly. I'm just not, like, the super fan. I'm, I'm a fan. I appreciate it, much like any of the other fantasies that exist out there, like the Star Wars and, and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I do want to watch this show, and, and I will watch. I, I am more inclined to watch anything that Lord of the Rings universe has been is going to be put out versus what Marvel and DC put out. Mm-hmm. I mean, once again, it's not that I have dismay for those uh, universes. It's just it's not what I gravitate to, right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's still quality movies, quality television, but um, but. Lord of the Rings is my jam. I mean, I play World of Warcraft, so. I mean, <laughs> the one the one thing I always saw was interesting about Lord of the Rings because you know originally I only watched the movies. I didn't read the books, mm-hmm. and I still haven't read the books, but I've read enough snippets of it where I kind of get the gist of it. And people that aren't into Lord of the Rings, they always like, why are these? You know, they're they're always wondering the connection between Frodo and Sam. And they don't realize it takes almost seven to fourteen years from them to go from the Shire <laughs> to earn a ring. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. Uh, you're right. First and foremost. Uh. But but those are movies, right? I mean that. The pacing has to be that, faster. The, the, and it's still a trilogy, right? Uh-huh. So it's like uh, it's it's crazy that 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 statement is just like wow, like we have a trilogy, but yet there was just so much done. But you gotta remember, a lot of that time and a lot of that fast forwarding is simply just yeah, just <laughs> simply just travel. So, you know, what what are you gonna do? Have more instances like my precious? My precious. No, I'm I'm not complaining about like the pace in the movies. Of- it's just people when I refer to somebody that doesn't like Lord of the Rings, they mm-hmm. you know I I, I don't want to say it because it's gonna sound negative, but they kept on saying that you know Frodo and Sam were you know. Basically, a little blowing each other in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> and then when when they said that, I'm just like, I guess if if you didn't do any research or read the books, um, you wouldn't have understood that they've spent a long time together. Well, yeah, and not only just because of the traveling of the movies, but just where they lived, and and the hobbits had that type of companionship. Yes, and also right. their age too. Like hobbits don't age like us humans. They like they're, they're like reverse dog years. One year for us, or sorry, seven years for them is like one year for us. Yeah, it's, it's probably accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I just love reverse dog years. It's a great comp. <laughs> <laughs> and the same thing with like Gandalf. Like you know, people. You know, when you think of like the elders, you know, like the um, whatever the high elf is. Uh, played by Hugo Weaving and whatever the uh, elf goddesses and Gandalf, they're like thousands of years old. I don't think Gandalf is thousands of years old. Isn't he? No, isn't he just a freaking human? I th- well, if he's a human, he definitely, his age doesn't represent him because I think he's like three, four hundred years old. Mm, I don't know. But then, once again, I'm not the super fan so I don't know. But yeah, we all know elves live freaking eons but uh i i didn't i mean ganon ganon <laughs> sorry ganon <Gannon. Gannon. laughs> 
<laughs> You're still on Zelda. Still on Zelda. I want that damn live action Zelda. Um, but Gandalf, he's a he's not an elf, so he has to be human, right? What else would he be? From my remembrance, and uh, this is you know just going from the Hobbit, you know the movie, not with Frodo, but um, Bilbo. Uh, yeah. He and what's his name, the the White Wizard Saruman or whatever his name is, they don't uh, age like normal humans. They have like magical abilities that prolong their maybe life. Maybe it's because they're wizards. Could be, but I also think that they're part. See, I, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna screw this up here because I think yeah. they're also part of the elementals because there's also like a forest entity that's also like another thousand years old. Maybe I I just could just imagine hearing some actual super fans listening. It's like oh, this, you fucking idiots. And I would love that if if, if I'm wrong, <laughs> please correct me. I you know like I love Lord of the Rings. Most of my knowledge yeah. comes from the movies, and then yeah. the sub knowledge comes from like YouTube or other people talking about it that you know read the books. So thinking back, right? You brought up uh, Bilbo, right? So in the Hobbit, when he's young, Gandalf is still old right yes <laughs> so hmm and then bill and then bilbo to frodo is like 60 years difference yeah well we're not gonna talk about that but um hmm. <laughs> yeah i don't know but he's not an elf but i think he has some kind of like elemental magical property that prolongs his life yeah probably but so going back to original the pit of Lazarus. <laughs> our our original conversation is with all these, like, you know, new series coming out, like the Sandman. Um, God, there's also another series. Actually, there's three series Shadows and Bones, uh, which also is another good fantasy series, uh, Wheels in Time, and obviously with the remaking or re releasing of Lord of the Rings, their spin off series, which I'm really looking forward to if they do, like, the Middle Earth or, um, like the war series where you see the crafting of the rings of power. I think that's supposed to happen in this show, isn't it? I see th- this is why I'm getting excited. I think that the show is going to be the prologue to the war with Sauron. Like, I think the show is going to show us the crafting of the rings, the reintroduction of the characters. We already know like the elf, you know, elder and whatever the mm-hmm. white elf is mm-hmm. and um, some new characters. And then we're going to see Sauron's first invasion. And I think with the spinoff movies, we're going to see even more in-depth of Sauron's invasion of Middle-earth. Either way, uh, I'm all in. So, like I, I'm, I, like I said, the, that type of fantasy is my jam. So, um, yeah, I also, too, haven't read the books. So, um, you know, I, I'm not intuitive as to what to even expect. I mean, I know enough but not like all the side stories and how it intertwines and all that stuff so mm-hmm. and like even, even like um I, I heard it was a at least I, I think i read it was a good game like even didn't like uh Gollum got his own game where he kind of had his backstory or something i thought they were going to turn that into a tv show or movie but I guess honestly they, i haven't heard anything about that. that so i can't really yeah. talk no, about no, it. this was this was a long time ago i think after the first trilogy was released they thought about it I mean, he, he kind of had a little bit of involvement, didn't he, with um, the Bilbo, but like um, in The Hobbit, but uh, it wasn't like his true origin story, so. But yeah, I, I just feel like right now, they're, you know, we've had such a big break with fantasy that I feel mm-hmm. like we're finally getting a whole bunch of stuff being brought out, like with the new shows I mentioned, with the old ones coming back out. And I'm not sure if you want to count Avatar as a fantasy 
movie? But... Probably. I mean, um, it really, it just really does depend. I mean, anything could be considered a, a fantasy. No, I shouldn't say anything, but you know, a lot of different things could uh, be considered fantasy. I think I think Avatar more. would be considered more, maybe like more of a sci-fi fantasy. Yeah, but that's still fantasy, though. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm just saying if I was if if people won't be extremely technical, it'd be more yeah. sci-fi and fantasy, and then fantasy would be like a subsection. Still, still fantasy. I mean, but, Star Wars is con- to me is still considered fantasy. Star Trek is considered fantasy. I agree. I, I consider them fantasy too, but I think they would probably most likely dub it as more sci-fi. Stranger Things, even though I've never seen. 10 minutes of it is considered a fantasy. Yeah, okay, I, I think you're just going to say that anything that's not realistic is fantasy. <laughs> like graphics. <laughs> no, but it's just like, you know, with all these great things coming out, I feel like we're entering another like early 2000s era where it's just nothing but fan- like top fantasy movies and shows coming out. And I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, man, I, I it's a disservice to myself, but um like there's a lot of stuff i know i need to watch and cuz this has been going on for years it's 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 a golden age of just tv and movies and etc so um there's just so much i i i would love to watch but i feel like time time is my worst enemy i think it's everybody's worst enemy but uh but there's some things I think I, I definitely will like. Like I just dropped Stranger Things. I know it's it's extremely popular right now and has been. So once all that's done and released, because they're going to have their final season, um, I'll probably binge it. Sorry, I'm going over what you said. I don't. It doesn't look like you're muted on my thing. Let me hold. On, let me just do like a quick audio check. Please talk so, real quick. So chat told me that I'm muted on your stream. <laughs> that's fine. You could pull you could probably pull mine then, I guess. It, that's weird that you are muted and it says you're playing. I'm so confused. Why is this a thing? I don't know. Rev is the one that dropped it on me, so I haven't I haven't looked, of course, but You can just keep going. <laughs> I'll just I'll just use yours. Yeah, it's fine. I, I think it's I think it's still registering in the recording. It's just for some reason it didn't Oh just not uh amplifying through the stream. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Hopefully. What about last week's? I mean Okay, he, I mean... he said he said there we go. Okay, I did change something to split oh, okay. the audio and now it's all together in one. So I think we got it. But I appreciate that. Sorry, we usually don't look at chat because we, we want to keep the conversation focused. But um, thankfully, we have people to tell us if we have issues. And luckily, I fixed it. But I think the recording is good. The stream was not. So I'll just have to re-upload it later on as a video format instead of live. So we'll go from there. But thank, uh, you, thank you so much. I appreciate you, both of you, letting me know. Uh, I forgot where we were at. <laughs> Fantasy. Great times. I guess you kind of wrap this up because you know we could we could talk multiple hours on all these different shows, but uh, I'm not sure about you, but you know mm-hmm. when Game of Thrones ended, you mm-hmm. and I watched it together. Obviously, you probably won't be able to do that now because of things that are happening currently. But I would still like monkey to talk pop. about yeah, monkey pop. Uh, no, I would still like to talk about House of Dragons when it releases because supposedly oh, the first season's eight episodes. 
I mean, I always want more than eight, but uh, I mean, that's kind of how Game of, most of Game of Thrones was, right? So uh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, dude, I, I'm. That's that's easy free material for us on a weekly basis. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like for the next couple of months. You know, I'm a nerd for fact, game. Uh, not, not on stream right now, but uh, I, I had a uh, someone that does visit my stream often actually pitch that and they're like hey you should do a post uh show uh podcast i'm like uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it on our podcast but i don't know if we're gonna do a post show so yeah maybe, maybe maybe at the end of the season we'll do a post show for the whole season i think that's something we could definitely yeah like do. a recap of the whole story yeah, so far yeah for sure for sure but but yeah, oh man Can't i'm wait. looking forward Can't to wait. it you're looking forward to it and you know it comes out tomorrow right is it tomorrow no mm-hmm. sunday 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 Sunday, it it Sunday, feels Sunday. weird to me. For some reason, it feels like it needs to come out Saturday. But um, it would be better if it was Saturday. That way, it wouldn't have that hangover going into Monday. Not like <laughs> I'm going to get trashed, but you know, like seriously, like I love. I mean, it, this has really been consistent through a lot of things in life. But you know, Sunday night, you know, you get you get something good, whether it's it's a sporting event or something. That's like, ah, I gotta go to sleep and go to work tomorrow. Like, sucks. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, and and you know with, with House of Dragons, you know we're de- <laughs> it definitely gets you hyped. And I know sometimes you, uh, oh man, do you still have that bottle of White Walker? I do. <laughs> I know you're probably not going to open it because it's a collector's item, but no, you no, just... it's been it's been open. I oh, actually it is. Like it. Yeah, I'm, I thought you I thought you knew that. <laughs> no, I I knew that we went together to buy. It. You bought the White Walker, and then you also bought the Oreos. I'm not sure if you ate the Oreos already. Oreos are long gone. <laughs> it's funny. I was actually going to keep them and use them as like a collector's item, like I've done with Coca-Cola bottles. But as soon as I bought them that day, I came home and my brother ate all the Oreos. Your brother? I, I don't. I, when you're saying that, I thought it was your mom did it and she didn't know any better. And but it was your brother. Oh, it was my brother. Yeah. Uh, oh well. It, it, it was just funny. He, I was. I came into his room and he's just like munching on some Oreos. And he's like, "Hey, you want some?" I'm like, "Those are supposed to be saved." And I'm like, "You know what? Fine. You enjoyed them. I don't care." <laughs> yeah. I wonder just if they're like gonna the do Pokemon ones. Oh yeah. I wonder if <laughs> I still need to go get some of those Pokemon cards from McDonald's. Yeah, I, got three, those. I had uh, I bought three Happy Meals early in the week, and I I, I was gonna go back. I'm like, no, let's let's wait a little bit, maybe tomorrow. You come back, you're like, I'm 40 Happy Meals in, and I still got all the cards. <laughs> I know, right? Shit. But um, I I guess to move on to the next one, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to House of Dragons. Can't wait to talk about it next week. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, if you're watching this and you don't want to hear spoilers, you might have to skip a segment. But if you're in for the conversation, look forward to House of Dragons talk possibly sure. the next we'll, eight to ten we'll weeks. We'll give a fair warning. No warning, just straight straight to the spoilers. Oh, what the... <laughs> All right, so I guess I guess going on to you know we talked about games, we talked about fantasies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've I've heard this whole thought process from people that don't play games. They think it's a waste of time. They think mm-hmm. it's you know there's no merit to it there's no reason for it mm-hmm. but whenever they say that i always tell them they're wrong because you know one we play world of warcraft and world of warcraft teaches you so many skills like one economy building if you play the auction house at all you basically learn stocks at its finest because it's the value of items constantly goes up and down trading goes up and down you know this you you learn money value if you play the auction house and then you, obviously there's other games that Nintendo tries to build with you know either physical activities or mental brain games teaching you puzzles and there's even games that help people that have 
learning disability is how to read. And when whenever I hear people say that games are pointless and they're a waste of time, I kind of get upset because I know I picked up skills from games. I've known other people that picked up skills from games. And I've seen how helpful they can be. Obviously, you know, they're probably associating with shooter games, which I totally understand. There's certain, not all games are a learning process or, you know, like a learning um, opportunity. But there's a lot of games that teach you so many skills like strategy, team, or communication. And I, I feel like it's that whole narrative that games are bad is still carrying out to this day, which is so weird to me. There has always been a stigma. And I think there will continue to always be a stigma, but uh, I, I think it's um, dissipated ever so slightly. Um, but uh, for those that aren't, aren't watching this and, and won't watch this because they'll, they'll listen to it, uh, I was nodding my head with everything you said because everything what you said is basically what I'm going to repeat. Uh, I know you threw World of Warcraft in there, and that's fine. Um, and, and what you said wasn't wrong, but that wasn't the approach I was going to take. But um, even first-person shooter games, let me start. Let me start there and work backwards. Uh, where those type of games do attribute a lot of, of negative attention, and, and I don't want to say rightfully so because that's that's. I also feel like that's inaccurate, but we know why that type of genre does right mm -hmm. but um however the, the the good like you said we're talking about skills right hand and eye coordination is huge and a lot of people do not have it yes and and in some capacity you can't train for it either so it is a skill and not only is it a skill there are jobs real fucking good paying jobs out there in the real world that Look for people that have that type of skill set. One in particular that, and someone probably could come and shit on me for saying this, and that's totally fine, but air traffic controllers, they really look for people that have video game experience because of skills like that. Um, moving forward, um, like I said, I'm a big uh, um, player of RPGs, and I've been for the longest time. And I would use that as one of my selling points for my parents or grandparents to buy me games was I'm learning how to read. The level of vocabulary used in, in RPGs in particular is pretty vast. Um, I have opened up a dictionary due to RPGs. What does this word mean? The character used it. I don't know what it means. I am going to look it up. I have done that countless of times. Now, am I an anomaly? I would probably suggest so. I, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't I'm, even I'm, say that. I know a lot of people, myself included, that have done the same thing. Okay, but are we anomalies? <laughs> so no, but the moral of the story is, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know the, the percent of the amount of people that, that have done what we have done, right? I would like to think it's high, right? I, I think it's a natural reaction that that you see something that you don't know, so therefore you want to look up its definition to understand it better. This is but, me just but, speculating, but I'm going to say it's 50-50. <laughs> that might be an accurate percentage. But the moral story is, is what, I'm, what I'm saying is, going back to skills and things you mm. learn from games, reading is extremely fundamental. And RPGs, to its core, from NES days, is heavily involved with reading. Oh, I mean, uh, any game. I mean, any game you play is heavily involved with reading. Obviously, you got games that give you voice acting, but there's still subtitles you can read. There's still options you have to read to choose. 
I mean, you could argue that even going back to first person shooters, because you got to read what type of gun you're having. But but, oh, and but those stats, but, but, you have to but, do but, math but, with those stats. Yeah, but, but that's not what I, and you're not wrong. Uh, but but that's not what I was really shooting for. Um, mm. And going back to <laughs> and then and then moving forward, uh, puzzles, right? Games with puzzles. Um, I mean, even just puzzle games like your Tetris, your Dr. Mario, um, you know, the OGs of, of that type of realm. They really work your brain, and also to 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 your reflex, your quick reflexes of having to quick problem to solving and problem solving all that stuff. Like like it's huge, and those are anytime you work your brain is just is just so fundamental. Like we don't do it because of cell phones so so often. Like I I don't know if you've ever done something. Now I'm really <laughs> say this like I'm freaking seven years old, but showing my age here. I loved doing crossword puzzles. I love doing word search books. Sudoku and all that stuff. I never really got into Goku, but... Go- <laughs> Did you say Goku? I said Goku. <laughs> Goku, Goku. Or Sudoku, Sudoku. But anyways, I never... Uh, like, I, I used to do those things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, there is a, an array of skill sets from gaming. Now, do you get it from every game? No, and that's understandable, but... I can easily say every game has some element of problem solving and puzzles in it. Mm. Even even the first person shooters, right? I mean, you are problem solving against an opponent. Yep. And You're, and commu- depending if you do with the team, you have to communicate too. Not only team, but even if if you're playing one-on-one, you were looking for tendencies, you're looking for patterns, reflexes, all those type of things. Uh, as I'm sitting here thinking about how you apply that to the real world, hmm, you know, you could apply a lot of these things in a negative fashion, but like, um, as we all know, but like, I mean, also, they could relate to like sports, like football, baseball, like, needless to say, those skill sets are there though. And they are definitely can be acquired through gaming. And you, and and while you were saying, you also mentioned how there people have actually gotten jobs because, you know, certain, companies are looking for people with these skills i told it's funny that you say because i totally forgot about that but there's there's actually been games like kerbal space program where people have to you know basically learn um you know rocket science aerospace you know engineering and all that stuff and build real rocket ships that can go into outer space and nasa's picked some of those people up that you know have really you know worked hard at you know building space stuff um, then you've also had people turn to professional race car drivers. Maybe their careers were really short, but Gran Turismo did a uh, simulation tournament where they they had these um, you know these wheels in your house. They would practice, and eventually, people that are skilled enough went to an actual um, driving course, and they drove real cars. And one of them even became pro. Yeah, no, Gran Turismo was another very uh, that, that was a fantastic example because that that's all fact. I mean that. It's called a driving simulator for a reason. And then, you know, like you're saying with, you know, the flight control, they even had people learning flight, um, learning how to fly with flight simulator, where you're actually learning how to either control airplanes, 747s, 737s, helicopters, whatever, with these flight simulators, because they're so realistic with controls, depending on what setup you have, where you can feel like turbulence, you can feel resistance and all that stuff. So, like your point with simulation games is another fantastic example of simulation games have become so advanced that they're actually there's jobs that are, are basically saying do this first and then we'll talk with you because mm-hmm. it teaches you so many like essential skills for whatever position you're going for. Mm-hmm. 
hundred percent. And 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 even just um, you know, the skill set things. I mean, and, and I could speak this for my even for myself. Um, you know, video games uh, in its entire capacity is also very therapeutic, and there is a large amount of people that would consider it an antidepressant. Yep. And there's, I agree with that. There's some people that use it as a relaxation source, but there's also some people that use it as a stress source. Like, oh, I, I, I think we've seen those people that get so angry when they play oh, yeah. video games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it I could mean, go either I, way. I've had, my, I've had my frustrations, no doubt. I mean... I think that's everybody. <laughs> every game could have a level of frustration. I mean, even going back to, you know, puzzles, right? Like, uh, you know, Zelda is, is, a, is a very... Uh, a, prime example of this like i've played almost every zelda game i've encountered a particular point because once again generally when i play something new i'll binge the shit out of it right so going back to to skills and learning stuff like your brain could also get fried so there 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 has been countless of times where i'll reach a point where i'm at a puzzle and 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 it's a it's it's a wall like i can't progress through this game any further unless i get this puzzle done and i'm sitting there i'm looking at it i'm thinking i'm trying every which way to try to solve this and i'm just like nope i reached my max capacity for today save turn off come back next morning like instantaneously i figure it out i'm like i just needed to rest yeah um so but 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 that but that's the thing like the 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 puzzles will do that that's once again going back to like word searches same thing i'll be you know crossing off the list of words like i found all these and i'm like staring at it for like 10 minutes like i can't fucking find this word close the book put it down wait about hours two later and then open it back up caught that word right away i mean the skills are there video games so it teaches you patience App, and, and there you go it teaches you page or or even just teaches you that hey I, I have to relax i have to put this down i have to move away from it um and and then the determination will kick back in and you'll 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 get you'll get in there but yeah totally uh, 100% 200% there is skills involved and learning skills involved with video games do you think we'll ever get like to me in my head it's still it still makes me scratch my head a little bit when people say that video games are pointless. Like I said, you know, obviously not every game is like that. But, you know, with this day and age where almost everybody's playing games, either on consoles, mobile, whatever, you know, pretty, there's pretty much the mass majority of people are playing games. And the fact that there's still people that say that there's, it's so bad for you, it's it just like, I wonder if we'll ever get to the point where it's like they'll realize that it's just another tool you can utilize to learn. Once again, it's a stigmatism, right? And I think they say it's so bad for you because I think also that there's still that dare I say addiction factor. Oh, that's with, with anything for, 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 for any yeah, but that's for anything. But like, yeah, I mean that's another thing that also, as they say, grinds my gears. But like, and I always I always throw that back. Like, what's the difference between sitting down? and binging a TV show for eight hours and then binging the next TV show for eight hours and then the next TV show for eight hours and then me putting 30 hours into one game. And, but, and you're and, using and your brain. Exactly. And, that, and that's my additional thing is when you're watching a TV show or movie, and once again, I know there's very good quality TV shows and things. You're not using. I mean, now some some shows may force you to think a little bit. Or um, then you got anomalies true. like us that that's actually true. dissect stuff. Yeah, 
That's true, but they absolutely, absolutely do not make you think like a video game does. Mm. That is undisputable. Undisputable. And the ones that will turn their head and, and not even listen to you, well, that's because they didn't experience it. An- another one of my favorite things that people that you know say video games are bad they also say that you know if you play video games you're antisocial. i'm like people can be antisocial at whatever they do but i always use like you know pokemon go as like the best example is like it's a video it's a game that makes you go out in the real world and talk to people obviously things have changed because of covid and you know it's not as much social socializing as it used to be but we, we, you and I have both met so many people from Pokemon Go alone that it's like, you know, the fact that they say, uh, you know, video games is an antisocial thing. And I'm like, nah, a lot of times you can meet them in person, like Pokemon Go, or you mm-hmm. talk to them online. You're still socializing regardless. And most games are social where you, ha- where you have to talk to people. Uh, exactly. I think, uh, and that's why I loved uh, Pokemon Go so much and, and, and. Unfortunately, it's it's uh, and and you know this from a week ago. It's it's kind of gone polar oppo, and you know it is what it is. I think we we saw that coming. Uh, compliments of COVID and, and and such. COVID really did ruin that game for me. But anyway, um, yeah, that was fantastic. And 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 what made that game so much better? And, and I don't mean to say this in a negative fashion, but I encountered so many great people that you that. I was able to notice that they had some sort of social anxiety or had trouble uh, with communications and, and et cetera. But, 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 but that game. Or you got people that... like me that just don't like people. <laughs> no, and that's fine too. That's fine too. There are many more people like you. But, but, but the more the story is, is what made them come out and come together. A common interest, which is Pokemon Go. Exactly. And that, and that was the absolute beauty of that game. For that time, mm-hmm. I wish I wish it still was like that. I mean, well, I'm sure it's, it's have you noticed it's coming back though? Because this last community day, I've noticed more people out than before. I I've seen oh, people. I have. Well, I'm not gonna say any names. Maybe that's about it. I seen Dude, it, was, it was pretty dry out there. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if you stayed by you know where we are normal hunting ground. But I, w- I saw you. I was two feet from you. With I know. COVID. I know. But <laughs> I was driving around. Because you know, I wanted to stay away. He had COVID, not me. Uh, yeah, I had COVID. He stayed he away. Broke the rules, not me. <laughs> but I was I was in my car alone. Okay, so I've still following the rules. But when I was driving around, I noticed a lot of people I haven't seen in a while. You're not wrong, but but it it doesn't compare to pre-COVID. And, oh yeah, obviously you're right. But I'm saying that more people have come out. I hope it returns, but I just. Once again, maybe certain communities, it's it's still flourishing and it's fantastic, but unfortunately, our community took a massive hit, and I don't think it's going to return that way, in my I, opinion. I think it is, because like I'm saying, I, even though it wasn't a massive increase, I hope, so. I hope so. I've seen more people out this last community day than I've seen the last seven community days. Can I hijack the show really quick? Yeah, go on. Um, breaking news. So You're pregnant. I, 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 no, I'm not pregnant. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I registered to uh, hopefully became, become a contestant on the first ever World of Warcraft variety show. And I want to uh, say to everyone that I have been chosen. Yeah, but that's awesome. So, so if you're willing to elaborate more on this, 
I've never heard of this. I obviously I've seen Mythic Plus pushes and all that stuff. Breaking well, news! Is this like a YouTube series or is it actually from Blizzard itself? It's from Blizzard itself, and uh, I need to read um, my email and such, which I'll do so after the stream. But um, basically, it's uh, so it's called a variety show, uh-huh. and uh, honestly, they haven't released all the deets, but the idea or the premises is is it's going to be uh, a show that has contests mm-hmm. and uh the the three main contests that are going to be done are i think they're gonna have a leveling contest so you're gonna which i hate <laughs> but uh they're gonna have uh, a leveling contest how that's gonna work i don't know they're gonna have a um uh what's it called um a scavenger hunt contest which is gonna be groups of i think four i don't know why they didn't choose five a whole team of five but they're gonna be different teams and they're gonna say I don't know, uh, you know, go find this, like get this drop from a mob in this zone. I don't know what they're going to do. Oh, that's, so it's all in game stuff that is not like, you know, all okay. it's all in game stuff. So that's contest two. And then contest three is just a simple foot race through Azeroth. So I put my hat in for the foot race and the scavenger hunt, I think. Okay. So I don't know what I was selected for. I have to read my stuff. But, You're selected uh, for all of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm ecstatic at this point. I, this is like freaking awesome. I, I, and I get to stream it. Okay. So, so this is I'm dude. This is this is nice. This is cool. Well. Obviously, you said you're going to stream it, which it, yes. for people that are listening that aren't seeing social media right now, um, you can follow uh, the real Shiesty, which I guess that, that's his name, um, the real Shiesty altogether. Um, you, you can check the descriptions below; there'll be a link to his, uh, you know, channel. But uh, when is this going to happen? What, what date? I believe it's next Friday. Oh my God! I feel like I'm someone prepared for something I signed up for. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I believe it's next Friday. Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! And it's going to be broadcasted on Twitch, on the official World of Warcraft Twitch channel, and uh, I guess all the contestants like myself. Okay. Now, so, they're, now they're, they're, they're uh, like, uh, either way, I'm just ecstatic that I've been selected, no doubt. But That's like, awesome, man. But, I mean, there there could possibly be thousands of contestants, which I'm, is totally fine. Because... It, it's still cool that you're, you're, get, you're associated with an official contest from Blizzard. Yeah. And yes. from my understanding, they haven't done many of these. They obviously they've no, done the PvP arena, Mythic Plus pushes, but those are exclusive to high skill players. This is one 100%. of the first of its kind that you're a part of, and you're part of the history of it. Yes, exactly. It is the first, and 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 I'm hoping it's successful because and that way there'll be more of them. Um, but I will get to partake in the first and possibly only. <laughs> no, hopefully not. But first and yeah, last. <laughs> Yeah, first and last. So you, uh, yeah. you said this was this next Friday, right? Is I, it... I, you know, I, I tried to pull it up on my phone and, and I didn't find it quickly. I didn't want to. I, I should divert attention, but uh, uh, I'll follow up with that. Uh, okay, so I, I guess this would be the perfect time to plug that. You know, make sure to follow uh, myself and the real Shiesty on social media so you can keep updated. Potentially next week, depending on the time, we may have to either make the out of hand episode five early or later depending on whatever his contest is but make sure you watch um the real shiesty on twitch whenever this contest happens yes please don't think oh it's gonna be on this coming wednesday oh wednesday okay so uh, forget everything i just I, said <laughs> forget everything. don't watch him no um <laughs> i just don't have the exact time though but it is wednesday okay so yeah 
if you if you know the time, text me because I'll watch. I'll watch both you and World of Warcraft, and I'll be making fun of you in your chat. Hundred percent. Thank you. Um, but anyway, sorry to hijack the show. I just thought that was awesome news. So hey, look Thanks. at that gaming. That it's perfect int- uh, addition to gaming teacher skills because you entered the competition and hopefully your skills pay off. And I don't know if there's like a prize if you win anything, but maybe you'll become the next um, Asmogold. Oh man! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know your issue with it. That's why I said it. <laughs> Let's leave it as a. <laughs> no, I have respect for the guy. That's what you see on stream. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess we can move on to the next thing. Um, Whoops, I totally just switched things up. I I, I was pressing buttons. Okay, I got it fixed. But I guess to go with this, you know. Did you enter stream on accident? No, no, no. I was was (laughs) clicking other things. But um, I, I guess, and this is another perfect segue into it because one, you're joining this contest. Two, it's going to help you hopefully get more reach out there. Hopefully. I got to prepare for this now. And, you know, people are searching. So going into the next topic is search algorithms and people earning, uh, basically owning certain search algorithms. So when you proposed this topic, I uh, was kind of lost. Uh, I, I, I don't know what this is about. Um, immediately I started kind of thinking of like how we're kind of discussing NFTs last week. And I'm like, what is this? Like, please educate me. So since we started in the podcast, I've been trying to do a lot of learning of one, how to, you know, get our reach out there further, you know, with posting clips, advertising Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And since I've been studying a lot more of these ways to reach new people, I've mm-hmm. noticed that there's people out there that own certain platforms. Like, for example, anytime I go to Instagram or TikTok, I see this guy called Andrew Tate. And even though I don't follow him, I don't, you know, I, his content is his content. I'm not going to say anything more about that. But mm-hmm. he always pops up in my feed, even though I've never liked any of his videos. I never liked any mm-hmm. videos related to him. But he's mm-hmm. always in my feed. Mm-hmm. And then same thing with, like, Twitch. Um, Twitch and Instagram there's a guy named Hassan Piker and he's a left-wing political activist. That's also a streamer on Twitch and he pops up on my feed and I don't follow him either. Mm-hmm. But for some reason there's, there's, there's these set few people that always seem to pop up my feed regardless of what I'm on either YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, whatever. And I want to know how they learned how to capitalize the algorithm where they're always being pushed into feeds. And I know I'm not the only one because for Andrew Tate that I mentioned earlier, he was on everyone's feed, and that's how he like blew up so big. Um. Okay, so you want to know how they're doing it, not necessarily how you're being connected to them popping well, up, correct? It, it's kind of both. So, like, one, because, like, one, the, the connection on. aspect. Um. I I mean, you probably could sit there. And try to connect the dots to figure it out, almost like that Charlie Day meme with all the different graphs, and he's looking at the board. Um, I mean, the way, like Twitter, for example, like you know, and even Facebook. I mean, there'll be certain things where it's like, oh, because you know this person, you may also like this. So they pretty much force down your throat what other people's likes are. Yeah, obviously. I'm missing there, but that's what they're doing. I, I get um, that they're, they're pushing content that's related to things you like. But that's the thing, though, is that well, a lot not of... even things, not even things you like. 
things the people you like like. Twitter, yeah, Twitter was like the best example of that. But I, you know, what? you're not wrong, and I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just weird that it's on every single platform. It's on every single platform because to your to your point, it's an algorithm, right? It's just the way that's that's how the outreach works. It, 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 this may not be an apples apples comparison, but it's just like like cookies, right? The advertisements that are shoved down your throat is basically what you just looked at. Well, yeah, I I, I get that, but what I'm saying is. I want to know. See, I, I know how Hassan Piker got his reach out there because he was a part of this news network called the Young Turks. They were uh, there's a, their political program. Then he transitioned to a Twitch streamer because of his news articles and politics being such a high top hot topic for everything mm-hmm. right now. It's always being pushed. Mm-hmm. That's why he's mm-hmm. on the search algorithm. Mm-hmm. But people like Andrew Tate. Um, there's more people that I can't name because I took screenshots and didn't write them down. But mm-hmm. they they're not necessarily political. They're just random people talking or doing mm-hmm. weird trends that mm-hmm. somehow always get pushed onto mm-hmm. feeds, even if no one likes them or cares about mm-hmm. them. And I just want I'm always, I'm impressed when certain people have found like the golden solution to just be mm-hmm. advertising everything. Gotcha. Um, I mean. To that capacity, I mean, I, I don't obviously I don't know the answer, <laughs> uh, but to yeah, it makes me wonder. Like like the, the people that become success, successful in in all these different ways and realms. I mean, I still think there's an element of luck involved. Don't get me wrong, but there but there is some sort of marketing majesticness that they just seem to figure out. Right? We we talked about you know puzzles. <laughs> that really is a puzzle. The algorithm is definitely a puzzle, and it always it's changes too. Because since I've been doing yes. research, you know, like right now, the the new thing to push you out there is clips. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube likes to promote shorts, reels, and whatever the clips are, and that's what people get their outreach on. Obviously, maybe in a year time, they'll probably change again. Most likely, it'll change sooner than that because it's always updating itself. But it's just like the fact that they're constantly relevant, constantly in feeds. In a way, I almost admire that in a weird way because I'm like, I want to know what they're doing. I need to know their secrets. <laughs> well, like I, I think part of that um, algorithm, though, is also they'll never suffer for this. But all the, I feel like all the good ones that are making money or whatever popular ones are doing this. But I, I think it's also a lot of false advertisement involved. And also drama because it seems like a lot of yeah, you know the same yeah. any all press is good press because yeah, a lot exactly. of these people that i've named usually have a lot of controversy related to them 100 100 but like but like just going back to the simplicities of like twitch and youtube with with all the different tags like they show up everywhere because they are tagging that shit to hell right that's like us tagging automatic i mean maybe you're doing this already and and that's fine but it's like tagging out of mana podcasts with out of mana, out of mana podcast, out of <laughs> mana podcast. Like that's what they're doing. They 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 probably have bots that have this all pre-coded and macro that everything they push, they just copy paste and it's like just like fucking you know, massive like I don't know if there's caps on this stuff. I really don't. Uh, I, I, well, I think YouTube does, but then if you become more popular, I'm pretty sure it gets expanded. So it's like the rich getting richer, right? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. 
So I think another part of where this stems from is, you know, like obviously tags and all that stuff. Like, you know, whenever whenever I try to learn how to advertise and promote us, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I some, because the Out of Mana podcast hasn't really grown that much. I don't, I you know, obviously I just put the Out of Mana podcast. That's it, and I just usually type in top or the topics we talk about and things that are related to those topics, <clears throat> and that seems to push more. But I, I think it also comes down to depending on like word of mouth because you know obviously word of mouth has always been the best form of advertisement, mm-hmm. and people that talk about you eventually more things will, more people will go to you, and I think that's somehow what they mastered is what these you know um, controversies people talking about them people mentioning them like for example us now talking about them they're getting more views put towards them and. 100%. I I want to I know I know it's gonna sound very scummy and very weird, but I almost mm-hmm. want to learn that art, like do, in a way where it's not like drama, because I I'm I'm almost against drama just for the sake of drama, mm-hmm. but I do want to learn how to master their marketing skills in a positive way for people. Well, I think one also element of that is have not to say we don't have no shame but like <laughs> but truly have absolutely no shame and you just shove it down anyone and everyone's throat right that's that's like step one right and then part of, and then i think another big uh uh thing and this probably varies from per- person to person but i think having a strong just small network within each other or that person uh, to kind of get you off that ground level and, and up to blossom, right? Like you said, word of mouth, that is huge. That That is huge even in today's world. So like, and this may come off extremely negative for maybe both of us, but it's like, it, even within our small networks, if we don't have people that also want to see us succeed and try to help us succeed and use that word of mouth, then that's also hindering us too. Hmm. The more people within, I feel like in your in your small network that will go out there and also um, have no shame and throw <laughs> you out there and just say, uh, like, if you throw it to ten random people, hopefully at least one of those ten is bound to at least check you out for even a brief period of time. And and then the more you keep doing that, that's how you're going to get your traffic. And then like sometimes I even wonder, and this is even myself sometimes. Because I could get lazy, and I know that. But then there's also an element, are you too scared to succeed? It's funny that you mentioned that because that was my problem for a while. I I, I think that happens to also like a lot of streamers as well. Like, Like they get popular, they love being popular for a certain amount of time, and then they're like, I'm done, which is fine. That's totally cool. Some take vacations and they come back because maybe they need more money. That's also fine. I mean, it's just deb- it, what kind of empire do you want to build? Right? And it, it's it's funny that you say that. Are you ser- scared to succeed? Because you know there was a long time where I just streamed and played games because that's just what I like to do. I didn't promote. I didn't do any of that stuff because you know I just wanted it to be you know focused around gaming. But when I you know the more I did it and the more I realized in North you need to grow you can't be you have to be somewhat narcissistic to do this because you have to be all about yourself you have to promote yourself you have to push yourself out there and talk to you know about yourself all the time and i used to be so against that but then i realized Mm -hmm. that you need that to grow and you know with networking you know obviously you gotta find other people that are trying to benefit for themselves 
but if you can give them something of worth, they'll give you something back. It's like basically equal trade. I'll give you this if you give me that, and that's how you grow with networking. And I think right now, because of me really trying to give this a solid shot, because I'm just more curious about it, um, it's just one of those things I, I recently had to get over. Like I like I said, I've been posting more clips. I never did that. I've been posting a lot of tags out there, even if it's something I don't. I'm not particularly proud of. I still put it out there because even if it's average or below average, it still gets views and any views is good views. hundred <clears throat> percent. And and that's why I kept on the no shame thing. And then, and, and, you know, you say nar- uh, narcissistic. I mean, that's, that it is what it is. It, it's like, that is a common trait and, and, and it, it comes off as a negative fashion. And sometimes it is. Oh but, yeah. <laughs> We've seen but, that. But, no, no, no. Yeah. But like, but like it, it, uh, it, it can also be a positive trait. It, mm. If it's, it's like, you know, uh, what's the word? Like great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. That's kind of what narcissism is. It can be for. So like, um, so, so yeah, I mean, all those are, are tangible things. And um, however, and, and maybe I am a fool for saying this or fool for believing this, but I still think you could truly succeed without having to do that. Um, you, you can but, succeed, but, but it, those it, are usually but, mavericks, and they're very rare. But I, th- I think, well, I think in order to succeed, it really just really truly de- depends on that teamwork aspect, and, and that, and that, uh, you know, having a good, solid system and a good support group. That, and that's why, like, I, I say it. I said it a lot to you. Maybe not on the podcast, but like, you know, hey, you want to do this? Let's do it. You're Batman. I'm Robin. Like, no, I don't want to be Batman. You, you know, we're both Batman. Like, no, you can't do that. But like, and, and that's what I'm getting. Like, like you look at the same. Once again, another one of those Apple Apple comparisons. But you look at like, and, and I use this comparison a lot with podcasting and, and doing this video uh, cast with it. Like TV talk shows. Like you look at uh, Conan O'Brien. You know, he has Andy Richter, um, and and, and uh, even. Um, Jimmy Kimmel, like he has the side guy. I can't think of his name. Guillermo, I think. Uh, I mean, there there is a model to these things, and why models are successful because because they do work. Um, but like it's just it's just really defining yourself and molding it, and then figuring out what what is it that you exactly want. It's Uh, it's it's great that you actually mentioned that you know it it can be a bad thing. I think that I've always associated with bad. But you're right. It can be done for a good reason. And, you know, like you said, how I always want us to be, both be Batman because I've, I've dealt with people in the past that are really selfish and they try to, you know, gain for themselves. And ex- like once to you know, the getting is good, they get out and cut you out. I don't want to be known as that. No, no. And, 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 I, and I think that's what <laughs> makes uh, I think that's why we're friends, if I'm being honest here. Um, I have that same mental approach and, and even going back and I don't, I don't mean this now to be a selfish plug but even like <laughs> the, even the, even the sketch work that i've done in the past like i've done it with my friends because as much as i wouldn't mind being successful by myself i love and prefer to have success in a group oriented way like i i, I don't like being i mean i could have the spotlight on me right like technically kind of have the spotlight on me now a little bit and i'll probably have the spotlight on me on wednesday when i uh do my little stream because i'm gonna be contested on something but more the story is is like i thoroughly enjoy success when 
it's group success mm-hmm. or with my friends and 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 all that stuff. I, I just really do. And, and, and you know, God forbid, if I ever get, if I'm ever that one that gets tossed to the side and seeing someone else rise to become a millionaire, well, that's on me. But we're all wired differently in the world, right? That's mm-hmm. why not everybody is successful <clears throat> to begin with. But um, yeah, I mean, that's 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 my approach. It's not always it's not always negative. And to to kind of add on to your point is that you know with group success, one mm-hmm. of the huge benefits of group success is that if you truly help each other out, let's say for example, I have a great day and I promote you, mm-hmm. and you start growing, and then one day I slip up and I'm having slow days, your success your success growth that I helped you with or you helped yourself with can eventually re help me if I'm having a bad day or if you're having a bad day. You kind of basically can ping pong off each other to keep yourself growing and also with more people you're connected with gives you more eyes that normally weren't watching you to watch you. And, that, and, and take, take that narrative for an exa- for, for, for a second here. Like, can, can you imagine that like the, 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 the more growth that could happen with group success rather than solo success to, is to, much to higher exa- than solo. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, so, you know, why, why not try to do it in a group or in a way like you know we succeed together we fail together mm. uh, you know it's it's just yeah because yeah, be awesome. that's that's like that's always been my mindset is that you know i've dealt with very selfish people and i don't want to be a so like it like for example you and i are putting in the same work if somehow <laughs> okay fine you do more <laughs> no no you are doing more my friend <laughs> but like let's say for example i succeed and i'm i grow you know with all these clips like let's say eventually one clip just hits it big any anything i get i will automatically direct straight to you as well because you know it's just we're, we're both putting in the effort and it it feels wrong to have one person gain credit while you just completely sideline somebody else like i feel like those people if anybody like people that do that should immediately get banned from any type of promoting and just be isolated to themselves well well the unfortunate thing is that that happens all too often in the world even and especially like in the corporate world like you know you know people that get that high in life generally have to as they say what they say step on some people's necks throughout the course of their career and stuff like that so it, it, it's just an, it's it, i don't i don't think and believe it has to be a necessary evil but sometimes it's required (laughs) i do know no i won't even i don't want to say that i want to say it's it definitely is it's it's an evil that exists in the world i don't think it has to be in this you know necessity and and the only reason why i say sometimes it's required is because i've also been on a relationship with someone where i tried to work with them but because their traits were not the best i had to cut them off and I was actually going to kind of just make that point um, that there, like, like you don't want to, you don't want to misconstrue that to like, you know, taking over and then, you know, running solo, but there may come a time in partnerships or group oriented things. like, not that you're going to cut off the weakest link, but like, oh, no. you know, everybody has strengths and weaknesses and skill sets. Right. So like, if you, if you know, as a group, like, man, like we have, a, a certain amount of success, right? Like, you know, let's say hypothetically you become partners, right? I mean, like, let's talk about Twitch, for example. You become partners in Twitch. So it's like, man, we got we got some good running, but we can't get over this hump because so-and-so doesn't want to do this. Mm. 
they're totally capable of doing it, but they don't want to, which, you know, could be fine, but it's like, you know, but if you do, this is the next pinnacle that we could reach. That's kind of different because like, if you have, if you now have someone that is that motivated and then you're kind of holding them back, that's kind of really different. But if you're, if you're cutting them off because, you know, there's like additional success to gain because you don't, because like it's more money or something because like, Hey, I'm going to get a bigger check. That's totally different. Like that's, that's, I don't subscribe to that theory, but like exactly what you said. I mean, that could be plausible. Yeah. Cause like th- there's only one time where I had to cut someone off because one, they want to do it, but you know, lazy work on their part, they would never show up and all that stuff. But two, they always wanted to create drama for the sake of drama. They didn't, they didn't oh. care about what they're talking about. They just wanted to fight. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to be associated with that. So I was like, let, I, you know, obviously I talked to them in private because I feel like that's the way to do it. If you have a problem with somebody, you talk to them directly. You, you confront them. And then obviously if you can't work out your differences and you say, you know what, it's been a good run. I'll, you know, let's walk different paths right now. And, 100%. you know, hey, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, I guess we kind of got off the search algorithm. But, you know, because recently <laughs> uh, starting the podcast, I've really been trying to, like, figure out so many ways to push us out there and right now my my mind is just like running wild because i see a lot of selfish people i've seen a lot of mavericks out there that are just so talented where they deserve their success and then there's people out there that are just smart that learned how to capitalize on a search algorithm and i think i'm trying to like learn two of those three things so mm-hmm. it can help us grow and you know it's just it's it, it's very difficult so anybody that does you know advertising social media you know video making it whatever it's a lot more difficult than people realize because of how oh, much 100%. work and effort goes into it and how much research you always have to do yeah i mean if you're gonna not saying that that's doing it the right way but it it, it can be for sure if, if you're if you're really looking if you're really looking at it through a lens of it being work, it truly is work, right? Um, but like my, well, I ain't gonna get off on my approach, but like, <laughs> do um, it, get off on it. <laughs> no, but like, I still think like, not that it's our problem, but you're on the right track. And when you say this, but like, you know, I also feel like there, there could be, there still is a grassroots approach to this, where yes, the world of algorithm algorithms exist but there's there's a real world algorithm and that's really the the simplicity of a grassroots system the word of mouth you know which once again not throw it in a negative way but like which should stem from your real life network of friends mm-hmm. and unfortunately and i'll admit this too if you don't have a lot of them <laughs> Or you have people then, that you're then, friends then, for certain then, reasons, but then, don't really. Then you're then you're at a disadvantage. Yeah. So, um, but like, once again, that fear of success aspect comes in because, like, here, here's another prime example: is we have the benefit of a very nice Discord community for Pokemon Go, but we never we, utilize them, though. I know, and that's what I'm saying, right? And and why is that? Because we don't have that narcissistic aspect of us. Like I did it maybe once or twice for my thing once upon a time ago, but like, you know, let's be honest. If we really wanted to, we could keep throwing in there every damn time. Yeah, but we don't because that is a community for that, and we respect that. But yeah, after this, you see me post nothing, all, but no, nothing but all of our videos on there. <laughs> 
out of nowhere. But 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 that, but that's the that's the point I'm getting at. Like, there's people, and I don't know if the successful people have done this, but maybe they've done that. They've paraded in freaking random Discord groups and posted a shove and moved to the next Discord group, posted a shove. Now they probably get banned for it, but that's the risk they take because out of that ban, there might have been a Discord of with like a thousand people. There might have been even just five people. Mm. Of a thousand that saw that spam, somehow gravitated towards it and checked it out, and it keeps multiplying. And, and, and then, and then, and then, uh, let me finish. Damn it! No. <laughs> uh, but but then, all it takes is one of them to be a crazy super fan, yeah. and they're going to do that for you. So. I, I... I know you don't really use Twitch as much and you don't promote as much um, because you and I have taken, you know, just the natural approach. I use Twitch probably more than you. Now, do I promote my Twitch? Well, no. Promoting. But there, <laughs> well, there's always been this rule where people don't like self-promotion. Like, they go into multiple discords, multiple things, and just spam, spam, spam the thing. You might get one person out of every thousand people, but I think the best way to do is because I've seen people self-promote successfully and that's usually because they talk to people like, for example, our Discord that we have that has hundreds of people on there. If we did it in a way where we just kind of like naturally introduce it and not just post and that's it, I think we'll probably get more people that way. Like there's ways to promote oh, and be you're, you're, good you're about it than wrong. just but, spam. But, the, but that's also catering to your audience, right? So to your point, that strategic plan would work because... That's more of a community, excuse me, community atmosphere. The other thing is just simple spam. Mm, spam, I've always been against. I've always no, but, but what I'm saying is, is, is some people probably do that. And oh, 100%. Probably, and they probably received success by doing it. I've never seen anybody get success by spamming. I've, I've, I find it hard to believe. I'm a part of multiple discords, and I see spam all the freaking time in a lot of discords. But that's you, though. And they have zero to one viewer. And I'm like, they, they spam in every single Discord. I get multiple pop-ups, and I'm like, you know, they're, like, they might, like I said, they might get one in a thousand. But, but I've the, seen but people... Still, but those are still isolated examples, in my opinion. I mean, you're, you're talking about a minute hundredth of a thousand of percent of amount of content that's crossed your ways versus the entire world. I think the majority doesn't like spam promotion. I think they like to have network promotion or related content promotion. Like, for example, our Pokemon Go Discord, even though we've never promoted in it, we do talk about Pokemon a lot. And I feel like if we do somehow introduce it into that Discord with the talk of Pokemon, some people might catch on for Pokemon, and some people might stay for the extra stuff we're talking about. I feel like that's a better source of promotion than just post links, spam, that's it, you're done. Because I don't think we'll get anybody that way. I think we'll probably get blocked by a lot of people doing that. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I concur that that's a better way to promote i'm just also saying that i I'm, there's people that do it the other way and i think our disagreement lies you're just flat out saying it doesn't work but i feel like in the, some capacity, the percentage is much lower of success than the other way but the people that are successful in this world are probably that small percent that it has worked for i'm not saying that's the only way i'm just saying that once again like whether or not they've done it themselves or they have people that do it on their behalf without them even asking just because they are super fans 
my statement is is it's being done out there. Oh, it's it's definitely being done. I'm just saying that the level of success is very capped. Because like a lot of the big people, their version of promotion is networking. Like they'll get other people of their caliber or size and they'll mm-hmm. work with them and then also get their audience introduced to them. Like I said, I've I've been with Twitch for so long and I've seen I see a random light outside. I've seen a lot of people do just nonstop spam promotion, Discords, Twitter, and all that stuff. And I may have only seen, out of like the thousands, I may have only seen three that have gone successful. And it's semi-successful, like 25 people. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like, obviously, any promotion is, I guess, good promotion. I just, I guess, I, I think you would also agree with this too, is that we also have somewhat standards on how we promote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn those standards! Damn those morals! What do I have? But I guess, I guess to kind of wrap this up because you know, like I'm, I'm still learning. Obviously, you know, in the future, I'd, we would love to get guests on here. So networking is going to be the next part of my learning process of promotion. So I'm, I'm probably going to, you know, watch people's streams. Obviously, talk to you, and um, you know, watch them for a while, communicate with them, build a relationship. <laughs> And then potentially have them come on here. But yeah, this whole learning algorithms, seeing people that have somehow magically owned algorithms has just been such a fascination for me because, you know, it's not easy. As much as, you know, people are like, oh yeah, you know, like Andrew Tate, he's like, he's just a bad guy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he has people talking about him. That's a skill. <laughs> yeah, no. I like mean... he might not be the best guy, but he's he figured out how to capitalize you so you could talk about him. I mean, in two weeks, I could try to get Jeremy Piven on our podcast because, like, we're practically best buddies because he liked one of my tweets the other day. <laughs> you know, uh, I commented on a post and I uh, got a thumbs up from a random guy, but it's still close enough. I'm in the friend group. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'll try to get him on. You know? I'm sure, I'm sure he is. Um, but, that, but that was a true story, by the way. <laughs> no idea who that is. So if you want to elaborate, go ahead. You don't know who Jeremy Piven is? I mean, maybe I don't know. You've seen Entourage? Yes. Do I, I remember? I don't remember most of Entourage. It was... Oh man, it's such a shame. Oh well, we'll leave it as that. If you were talking about Silicon Valley, I could talk more about those people. But Entourage was just no. one of those shows I watched on HBO. Thought it was funny, moved on. Kind of like The Office. That's fine. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sad or anything. I know. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I won't remember him. Like, that's really cool that, you know, he liked one of your stuff. It's just, I, I, in my mind, I can't picture who he is. That's fine. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I could tell you, but. My whole catalog of WWE superstars or AEW superstars that pictures with an autographs. Exactly. Pretty much got their phone a, number. Fast catalog. <laughs> but, but um, yeah. go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, do you have anything to add to this, or, or do you want to move on to the next one? No, we can move on to the next one. I thought, uh, you know, we spent a diligent amount of time on that. Yeah. Sorry, it's just, you know, one of those things that it was just, it's been in my mind, you know, doing so much research and then seeing other people own things is just moving on. No, it was, it was a great topic, and, and, and in some capacity, uh, it um, also allowed us just really to talk about Filler. Something we will probably talk about off a podcast for our podcast. So I was like, hey, fuck it, just throw it on there. I mean, I think um, a lot of people that can relate when they're trying to grow is like, you know, they can understand where we're coming from as being not as established. Yeah. But moving on to something that I did want to do is, you know, good drama for the sake of drama is in last week or uh, last episode, 
I think it was last episode, episode three of the Automata podcast, we were talking about Marvel Phase 5 and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And it might have been two, but... I didn't think about this at the time, but they there's a whole trending thing about recasting the Black Panther, you know, recasting T'Challa. And I was just like, why are they doing this now? It's already filmed. What what do people care about? But mm-hmm. the reason why they're saying this is because there's been rumors that T'Challa or Chadwick Boseman is still in the film as a full character. And the reason why that is kind of a bad thing, because he said, how can they screw this up? Is in the mm-hmm. Marvel movies, they've already killed him like three or four times. They killed him in uh, in the Black Panther movie. Then he got resurrected with, um, I forgot, whatever that flower thing is. They killed him in Infinity Ward, or Infinity War, and mm-hmm. he came back in Endgame. So they've already killed him off twice. And okay. now with this new movie, it's potentially a third time, and people are starting to get insulted about it. That they're like, if you killed him off twice already, why do you keep bringing him back even though you know he's unfortunately passed away? You could have already introduced another character at this time. So he's the Kenny of the Marvel Universe? I I guess. <laughs> like he, I mean, obviously there's other characters that passed away too and then came back. But it's just, you know, because of you know Chadwick's unfortunate circumstances of his passing, mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. people are just saying you had perfect time to introduce a new character, but yet you keep capitalizing off of his name. I mean, once again, I'm not vast in this universe, but isn't every time for him coming back as a character canon? Like, See, I can't really elaborate too much of that because I haven't read the comics, but I think the one in Infinite War might have just been movie purposes, and I don't know if that's actually happened in comics. There's probably been multiple deaths in comics I don't know about, (laughs) and that's Mm -hmm. probably for every character, but, Mm -hmm. you know, speaking of live action, and only live action, they've had time to introduce a new character, but they keep bringing him back, even though his passing has already happened. And I, you know, like like I said, I personally, I just want to see it. I don't really care too much about it. But mm-hmm. seeing other people's opinions about them being upset, how they're almost how Disney is just capitalizing off of Chadwick Boseman's, you know, name oh, is insulting. Is so BS. How Disney is so freaking rich. What do they need to capitalize on anything? Like, it's... well, they'll capitalize on whatever. I mean, you've seen with Star Wars what they'll do. Okay, in that regard, yes. But like, but what I'm getting at is like, they're 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 number one in the world. Like, like. That is peanuts, not even peanuts to them. Like, well, like, yeah, but I'm just saying that you know the fact that they're even if it's like a one percent increase of money, you know, to their billions and trillions or whatever. I think people just have a bad taste in their mouth because you know, like I said, he passed away. They've had time to introduce another person, but they keep bringing him back even though he's gone. So would would that be, would, in your opinion, would that be a similar comparison to the Batman movie with Heath Ledger then? I would say it's more close to comparison of Fast and the Furious with Paul Walker. Well, that... Mm, I don't know, man. Like, I, I I, feel like it's one of those things, I hate to say, where people are going to pl- complain just for sake of complaining. Um, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I, I personally think it's great. I mean, you're, you're, whether you want to call it homage or, or, you know, uh, 
you know, maintaining the legacy. Uh, I feel like it's more respectful to keep them in any capacity as much as possible. But that's just my opinion, right? Just like they have their opinions. It's really a perceptive thing, man. In my opinion. No, like, you're, you're I, absolutely right. Like, I'm holding my opinion on it until I see the movie. Because, mm-hmm. like, people are just pu- purely speculating. Like, there's just nonstop rumors. And that's what people are getting kind of worked up about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold my opinion until I see what, what the final out product is. Or final I think product another is. comparison in this same realm is um, uh, Carrie Fisher from Star Wars. Yeah, how they brought her back and they killed yeah. Harrison I Ford. Mean, <laughs> I mean, it really, it really is like it, it's. I mean, different fans, different fan base, but like, I almost feel like going back. I don't mean to to, to take the, the the the. I know we're talking about Black Panther, but like, you know, for Carrie Fisher, I think if somehow she was removed, I think there would have been a larger outcry that why why did that happen? It, so like, I I think right now hmm. it's like. You know, maybe this is this is stemming because there's probably like genuine um, spoilers that are being released, and this is why there's a certain uh, percentage of outcry. I, I think when it does come out, that shift would change because then the ones that do like it would probably outweigh the ones that didn't. And, and adding on to your point, because like I said, for Black Panther two, I have to hold my opinions because I haven't seen that, but. You know, mm-hmm. the best examples of bringing back somebody that unfortunately passed in real life into a movie, Star Wars was a good example, and so is Ghostbusters. Like, Carrie Fisher, she passed away before the ninth film was finished, um, so they, you know, just used extra footage that they had laying around and CGI'd her in. But in the ninth film, they gave her a proper send-off in, in the films as well. Like, you know, she used the last of her abilities to save, I believe, Ray. And then because of her using her force essence to save her, she had passed away. Or save her son, one of the two. I forgot who she saved, but she did in a way where it was like she was a savior. She sacrificed her for the good of the world or the you know, the Star Wars universe, and then she moved on. They mm-hmm. did her they did her character justice, just like they did for Ghostbusters Afterlife with the real Ghostbuster pass, passing away and then bring him back. Black Panther, I hope they do the same thing because, you know, obviously Disney worked with Star Wars, so, you know, they'll probably do the same thing with Black Panther. So that's what I'm holding my opinions, but I'm have, hoping they give all, a good send off. I have all the confidence in the world they're going to do it right. Like, I, 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 you know, they can't fuck that up. <laughs> I mean, they're Disney. I mean, people have messed a lot of things up in the past. So, like I said, I'm holding my. Has, has Disney messed it up? I mean, the they past. probably messed up things in the past. I just. Well, I, I won't okay, be able look, to remember all of them. Bambi should never have to witness, you know, the mom get shot. You know, if, if, we're, if we're going that far back, there's been more Disney that. movies that have been very questionable. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm saying cur- current <laughs> circa Disney, I, I don't I don't think they're going to mess that up. I really don't. Well, I, I guess this goes back to the opinions because, in my opinion, it does. It always does. It, it, it's 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 people's moral compasses. Like, it, it's just it, what it really what it really boils down to is how you grieve, right? Some people grieve by weeping, and 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 you know, and that's their way of grieving. And some people will be like, "Don't talk to me. Don't mention." Da, 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 da. And others want to talk about it, and like it's it, it all boils down into the person. And right now, I feel like <laughs> you're just hearing. The loud negative people right now oh yeah 100 percent. that's why i brought it up 
But to your point of modern Disney, have they screwed up? And obviously, this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But there's a movie called Red. It's about yeah. this. It's about this girl, kind of transitioning from a kid to her teenage years, and mm-hmm. the whole premise is her emotions take over. She turns into a red panda. But the sub, the sub reasoning is that because she's going through her transition phase as a human, you know, the, um, what do they call it? Puberty. You know, her emotions are getting, you know, crazy because of puberty kicking in. And they also talk about other things that personally I don't want to hear. But maybe for a female, they might love that movie because it talks on real female topics. But for uh-huh. me, it just felt weird that they were almost, like I said, this is just my opinion. Yeah. But it almost felt like they were kind of sexualizing a teenager. And I didn't like it. Because they were talking about boys, what they thought, you know, in, at their room at night. And it was just, it was creepy for me. And that's why I didn't like Red, but I know that a lot of female audiences, from what I've read, their comments and reviews, they loved it because it talked on topics that they relate to. Yeah, and and that's and once again, that's in my opinion, that's Disney being successful because they're catering to the audience that they knew who they wanted to cater to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just saying, like you know, my personal opinion, that would be the one modern movie that they screwed up on. But you they've also doesn't they, count there because you know, yeah, you got. Nah, I'm not I, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying, you know, like you're right. They, the audience that they're kidding to, they succeeded in. Mm-hmm. But anybody else has watched Disney stuff, it was a miss. And it what and that movie wasn't successful. But if you're if you're talking about success based on target, uh, the audience are targeting, then it was mm-hmm. successful. But overall, it was one of their lowest films. And which one was that again? I'm sorry, I missed that. I believe it was just called Red. Oh, no, no. Didn't you say a different one? No? That was the same one you were just talking about? Okay, my fault. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. No, but I'm, I was just <laughs> I saying... I like, right into a different thing because you're talking about, you know, reaching certain audiences, and I thought you threw a different one in there really quickly at the end. I'm like, wait, what? what? No, I, okay. I was talking about that, but I'm just saying, like, if, if we were to say one movie that, in my opinion, was a screw-up, it'd be that one, but then, like I said, that's just my opinion... And mm-hmm. other people clearly counter that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting, you know, like that we talked about it in the previous episode. And then I seen it trending on Twitter for Black Panther and mm-hmm. how they feel like it's almost an insult. Like mm-hmm. I said, you, you have a different version of that. I'm still holding my opinion. So I see the movie because there is a way to do it right. And I'm hoping that they do like with Star Wars and Ghostbusters. But, you know, it's yet to be seen. But I just thought it was in- I thought it was coincident coincidental. That we were talking about, and the next thing I know, it's on Twitter. People are like getting upset about them potentially keeping T'Challa in just for the sake of monetary purposes or promotion purposes. I mean, I chalk that up as to somebody wanting to buy into a conspiracy theory. Like, and those people are going to be out there too, right? Like, you're not going to change those perceptions. They're always going to be there, and 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 you're going to have different opinions. Like for everything we just covered, you're going to have an array of people that are going to have that mindset for every different type of opinion. And that's just it. That's the way of the world. Yeah. It was just, I, it, it, that, it was one of those topics that like I seen, I'm like, that was so funny that we were just talking about. It, and then it just, you know, like our conversation I, somehow I, managed to go on Twitter and other people had the same. I, I honestly thought the reason why we talked about it, cause it already was, a, um, uh, <laughs> a, you know, a talking point. So. Well, yeah, well, it was already previous talking point. For you, for being ahead of that. Yeah, see, like we were just talking about, it, and then it somehow turned it on Twitter. I'm like, hey, I guess, I guess people are having the same conversation we were having. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess we can move on to the next one, which this one I guess is going to be another drama-filled one. But Ooh. last episode, I believe, 
we've talked about you know PlayStation blocking games from certain companies and they're paying exclusive rights. Yes. And I and I you know I was talking about my opinion how I think that was the worst idea because it limits himself to only their console. Well, today or it might have been a little bit before, but I seen it today mm-hmm. that one of PlayStation's staple games that they were trying to promote for a long time and say this is only just a PlayStation exclusive is mm-hmm. Death Stranding. Then a year later, it came to PC, and now it's coming to Game Pass for Xbox. And I think it, I, I'm not sure if it's coming to Xbox console, but I know it's definitely coming to Xbox Game Pass for PC. And a lot of pe- people are upset about this, saying, "Oh, why is Kojima betraying us? I thought he was a, a PlayStation fan. Now he's going over to the trader side of Xbox." And people are obviously like this back and forth, you know, loyalty war going on. But I just mm-hmm. think it's funny that one PlayStation game, which I think this is a great idea, that one PlayStation game that was exclusive is now coming over to the Xbox side with full support of achievements, and Hideo Kojima is potentially making another game exclusively with Xbox. So, how do you want me to respond to this? <laughs> so, I, I, I guess to backtrack this up is, you know, it, it's interesting that, you know, how we were talking about before, how PlayStation was successful for a while but they're starting to feel that chokehold of being limited and now because they're branching out to you know they're giving their games out to multiple platforms they're not getting hate from their own fan base saying why are you giving this up and then hate from the other side of oh now you're losing your properties i think that losing the properties is an inevitable thing and and it'll only stick with money right i think where playstation is uh, shooting themselves in the foot, and not just only PlayStation. I, I think this is can be arguably true with Microsoft as well. Not so much Nintendo, but c- kind of also um, revisiting a, a topic we talked on a previous podcast as well, where like there's a lack of um, mascots, right? There's a lack of of IPs from our early years that we talked about in previous podcasts. And that, I think that's true with with PlayStation and and well we'll we'll just stay on PlayStation for right now. Where where's their IPs? Where's their exclusiveness? I know I know like you know you were saying that you know exclusive exclusiveness, uh, you know, isn't good, but I, it isn't to a certain capacity. But I, I think you in order to have an identity with with your with your company, you have to have something. See, like, and, 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 but, 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 where they're shooting themselves in the foot is they don't have it. So they've been relying on on third party developers to just buy them to create content for them and say, "Here's your check." But once either the contract expires or who knows, maybe they're getting a little cheap on that check, and they have every right to go to the other side or, or whatever you want to, you know, coin it. Now they did themselves as a service by not having their own company create their own content. And so <clears throat> you're right, you know, that people do need their identities. Um, but I, I do feel like you can still have your identity but still be multi-platform. Like, for example, it, Epic it, it, used to be exclusively with Xbox and then they branched out, did their own thing. And then Fortnite took over, and now it's its own identity on all, all, multiple platforms. If if every single Nintendo IP was on all three systems, would Nintendo even exist anymore? 
Yeah, I think it would. I think they'd be uh, more known as a developing studio more than a console studio. And they're, they're, that's kind of what I was getting at. They, but they would the still be known for making those staple... They would be known games. for making those games, but they wouldn't have the Nintendo hardware anymore. Yes, I mean, but they, but they mean, would still have their identity of Mario, Kirby, Pokemon. They would still have that identity. What, what, what I'm saying is they wouldn't be in the hardware race, race anymore. And that's what I'm talking about with Sony, is that they could find themselves I mean, maybe i mean this this you don't will never happen but 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 if they don't have an identity with 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 exclusive properties and everything is with the exception of nintendo we're keeping them on the side just looking and laughing but <laughs> if, if, if 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 everything were to end up on both microsoft and sony there could be a potential to well, why do we need that system when we could have this system? Primarily because of their Game Pass. Because I, I think it, 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 it's without saying that their Game Pass option is far superior than Sony's. So, to just to play a you know counter here, mm-hmm. if if Nintendo games did go to multiple platforms, you said it would probably erase um, Nintendo as a hardware company. But in my opinion, it would change the whole idea and how they'd approach their consoles and make it, you know, a competitive thing where they wouldn't need to start focusing on making their console either better than their competitors and causing, you know, games to run better on their system. Like, that's how Nintendo used to be. Like, you know, the SNES, NES, GameCube, they were very powerful performing consoles, even when the PlayStation 2 was out. So they, they would have to they would have to kind of step up the game on hardware performance then than just relying on their exclusive rights to their games. And I think they could still be in the hardware business, but they just have to focus on performance and, you know, just how it operates. And that's how Xbox and PlayStation have been doing. They've been competing who can run games better, how high they can run their games, how much, how quick can their loading times be, how much storage do they have, what functions does it have. Like, Xbox and PlayStation have been competing with each other performance-wise for so many years that Nintendo, because they're so exclusive, they didn't have to worry about uh, competing hardware-wise because they're like, hey, we got this locked in. I th- but if if we did, if they did introduce Nintendo to other platforms, they could still be on the hardware. They just had to compete hardware-wise too. That's it. You're, they they would be left no choice. But why 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 should they? Why why would they? I mean they they. They have the luxury of the arguably the best IPs in video games. Oh yeah, well I'm just saying if they did go down that route, they would just have to focus on making their consoles better. But like you said, they're in a position where they don't care. But Correct. there so, is so, going to so come like, a time where they are going to have to care. I don't think so. Not, not think with that. I... Not with that IP, man. They they could run that for generations to come. I see. This is where I. As much as right now they're in a very good spot, they have Pokemon, Kirby, they just released Metroid. But I'm not sure if you notice, it's becoming longer and longer. Like they almost, they basically um, shelved Star it's... Fox. They are no longer working on new Smash Bros. Dude, dude, <clears throat> time out. Are they on a shelf? Yes, but they're not shelved. It's still they, to be they, seen. They... They, so far, I they've been working on Pokemon Mario and Kirby. That's it. I guarantee you, they are not shelved. They are on a shelf. 
Okay, look, look at the IP that they've been promoting. So far, it's just Zelda, it's just Pokemon, it's just Mario. Those seem to be the three main focuses. Everything else is on the that's back burners that they don't seem... To my point is that's that's how lucrative they have their IPs. Is They're so fucking successful, they don't even have to use them all. I think they're struggling with that ideas is, to use is, them. That is something. No, I don't. Think I, I think they are with certain IPs. I think they're they're struggling with ideas. I so. I, I, you you I could tell really... with Metro Prime or no, sorry, what was the recent Metro that came out? Um, uh, uh, Dread. Metro Dread. You we can see that Metro Prime Four was supposed to be the game, but they that they haven't figured that out yet. They're still developing it, so they they're made Metro Dread because because Nintendo really cares about the product they put out. Look how long Zelda's taking. But but you're right. Prime, I don't know where it's at. No one knows where it's at. But it's there somewhere. It is. Maybe. And when, and I'm saying when, and we're getting truly off topic now, but when it gets released, it will be glorious. So... I, like I and said, by the way, that's another franchise I'd love to see done in live action. Could you imagine Samus? Metroid? Oh god, dude, that'd be I'd love to see Samus without her mech suit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I, like I said, there's no denying that Nintendo has very popular property. But I feel like they're gonna hit that point in the next like possibly ten years, or they're gonna start running out. <laughs> and, and, and you could tell this because some of the main People that have been, you know, remaking Mario, um, Pokemon are starting to retire, and I and I think the new talent can't keep up with the vision that Nintendo wants to hold. Okay, if you're going to use that narrative, I, I don't want to fully agree with you, but it's uh, it is a concern. I will tell you that that it's a concern because you're right. We don't know what the new generation is going to do to nurture and maintain and blossom those ips because we can already see with i'm sorry go ahead no so like i could see why that could be a concern but i also i'm if i may say this blindly believe that the people that have been there for day one are going to make sure it ends in the right hands i i think they would try to help them as much as they can before they leave but you know for example one of the nintendo's newest ips which i'm not going to say is a failure because i personally like it mm-hmm. it's called splatoon it's one of their new ips mm-hmm. by a new studio mm-hmm. but they're not nearly as successful as any other other properties and i feel no, like that's no. where the new generation is going to struggle well, with is that they I, won't know how I, to adjust the new stuff I, I for one have never played it nor do i plan on it I, I can't I can't really I don't have a lot of fuel to fire back at you whether how successful it is. Uh, one thing I do know is it is successful. I just don't know the magnitude. Like for example, my friend's son adores that game and he can't wait for the next installment to come out. So like and it and it's pretty popular. I think they're actually gonna have um like, you know, winning tournaments, like, you know, Pokemon tournaments where cash prize and all that stuff with that game. Um so I, I I don't I don't know, but the reason what what I do want to tell you is the reason why it may not seem like it's it's as successful as successful as the point that you just made. It's a newer IP. It hasn't had the years of a Mario, a Donkey Kong, a Zelda, and the list goes on and on and on. I so agree. Like, 
So that's why it doesn't seem like it's as successful because it is new. And and like I said, I do love Splatoon, so I want it to succeed because I I love the concept of being a shooter with paint and you go in and. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it was just inevitable and just because they're associated with Nintendo, but like, I mean, they were in freaking Smash Brothers for crying out loud. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, not everybody gets invited to the Smash Brothers tournament now. Come on, you know that. Well, it's true. I mean, there's some people that don't want to be in the Smash tournament, but yeah, so be it. That's probably, that's probably true too. But <laughs> it's funny that we're talking about Nintendo when it was originally PlayStation. But, I know, um, I know, and, and, and I said it like like five minutes ago. We're falling off the rails here, but anyway. Yeah. But 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 that's that. But that's my uh, uh, that's what I want to say is I, I think both consoles for that matter, not just Sony, should have more exclusive IPs. Like, they, they I, I don't know. I just fully think they need it. I see your point, and to I'll give you the the saying saying yeah you're right they do need some properties to keep people there, but because I'm also against gatekeeping I, I like for example I I have all the systems I have PlayStation Xbox Nintendo and I love them all I feel like and this may, maybe just me being you know inclusive to all but I'd love for everybody to just experience Pokemon or god of war not just on that system but on any system they choose i'm more i i think maybe because i'm for inclusion of playing on whatever platform you want i think that's why i'm so different from that but you are correct if they do that they might have to compete in other avenues like you know game services or hardware services that are going to make them maybe focus less on games so I don't know. I, I think this is more of a dual-sided topic that maybe doesn't have a right oh, answer. Maybe they're both right answers. No, it, it, it truly, I think it, it obviously can be multi-layered, but like, I don't know. Like, I think like, I don't know what would be considered the golden age of video gaming, but like... I feel like know, this is the golden age of video gaming because everything is so connected uh, with each other. Mm. Like, we have a lot of great games, even though people want to say they don't. There's a lot of good indie games. There's a lot of good AAA games. And the fact that we have cross-play with each other. It it totally is a golden age when you talk about mobile, for example, and for the indies. Like, I mean, actually, if I may, can really thank Nintendo for that and the Nintendo shop for the indies. They really helped out the indies. Before mobile popped off, yeah. I I would say Xbox helped way more. No, actually, I'm sorry. I take that back. I say Steam helped indie games much more than any other service. Because if you look at the Steam library, it's ninety percent indie games that they're just constantly promoting on the featured page. I, it's hard for me to disagree. I haven't been there for the inception, but I know, like obviously where it's evolved to, and now there's 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 tons of also just re-releases on Steam, which is fine because Steam kind of has that, as so you're saying, that centralized. Hey, we love everybody. Give us your stuff, type <laughs> of, <laughs> of avenue. But yeah. um, but but like even going back to like pre-Sony and pre-Microsoft when you were a wee lad or maybe you weren't even born yet but like just the you know the Super Nintendo versus Sega Genesis timestamp, and then you know and then at some time they had the Jaguar that faltered and they had the uh, uh, shit what other system tried to come forward they had identities Sega has Sonic Nintendo had Mario um, and then Sega had Earthworm Jim, and you know uh, they they had other IPs that, that were notorious with them. And then Sony came around; they had Crash Bandicoot. Um, and just like while. Sega, Nintendo will fall. 
I think I, I just I, want to wish, say that to mess with you at this I, point. I, I wish, no, I know. I, I just, I just, I just wish we could make a gentleman's bet on this because, um, and you put your money where your mouth is because I don't envision it happening. Well, what the, bet do you the, want to switch, the, switch, the switch has been the most successful console for them, and, and honestly, in my humble opinion, it has been their best console. I agree. It, it, plus, they had a good concept of being handheld and stationary. I think that's what people love. And, and, and every other system wanted, and I don't know what's stopping them from stealing. I don't think really Nintendo owns that as a patent, right? They Not anymore. I think they probably had it for a while, but ever since the but, NVIDIA Shield came out and then now Steam Deck, uh, <clears throat> the competition is growing, and that's why I think Nintendo has to do something, because Steam Deck is now their direct competitor. And well, Steam Deck, it well... It's very popular. But the amount of things you can do with modern games, emulated games, like basically the Steam Deck can play the catalog of Wii U games in S to I, NES. I, I'll tell you how they resolve this right now. They can't sue them. Huh? They can't sue them. A lot of that ROM property. No, 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 Okay. The way Nintendo resolves that with one fucking decision is stop porting your fucking games. Well, that's up to developers they, because all they, they would have is just their main no, AAA games. Yes, not and, entirely, not entirely. Okay, explain. I, 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 I'm I'm talking about just the, their their own library. Their own library itself is so fucking massive. But a lot of it's third party developed games. No, they're fucking the IPs they own. Yes, but that's very minor compared to their library that they own. No, <sighs> like they have. We can go back but, to the but, property. But, okay, if, if, if we had this conversation multiple times, what I'm saying is, if you, if they were to open up the floodgates and say, you know what, you now own an account, you could purchase all the Mario's, all the whatever's, all the Zelda's one time, and you now own it forever for all the future systems and consoles that come out moving forward. That would resolve the Steam situation, in my opinion. I like obviously it's it's gonna be one of those disagree to agree moments because like like I said I I will agree that their property is good but there's just not enough to keep them afloat if they just did that like they'll make money it it just won't be enough money to keep them but I'm saying that 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 in my opinion that's the start of the decision yes they would have to get the third parties involved just like they do with Steam but. Unless Steam takes the Sony approach, how I pull it for a circle, and they start paying <laughs> for developers, like, oh no, you can't put that on the Nintendo shop. You're with Steam. Then you might get into a different war, right? You might get yeah. into a different war. But I think it has to start there, in my opinion. Now I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna end that conversation there and, and pull it back to Sony Microsoft. I think the next war. Now let's make it a four-way war because you threw steam in there but i think for sony and microsoft they need to enter that realm and they need to enter it fast mm, i th- i think well like i said this is just going to be opinion based but i think the way that xbox has it now because they are on three platforms they don't have to do that because like steam is the only competitor to xbox because of how vast their selection is like it's the only thing that can compete with xbox at this point Obviously, Steam is still in the lead because of how their selection is, but Steam will have to move on to mobile too to keep staying relevant with Xbox. So far, PlayStation is playing catch up because, like I said, they've limited themselves before. That's why they're finally. 
that's why they're finally porting it to PC, and now that they're finally bringing it to Xbox too, because they realize how badly they limited themselves just to themselves. They were also not to like uh, give them a sad reprieve, but they were also uh, a victim of circumstance to timing with COVID and supply chain issues and all that shit. They're still. It was it was a double hit from them. It. Yeah, it huh? was a double. It was a double hit. You know, oh, yeah. thing... it, it was it was it was it was horrible. Like it was just like it's horrible timing. <laughs> horrible timing. Like I mean, I, it it doesn't. It's not the only reason why they're in this situation, but they're 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 still not caught up. Yeah, and I, I know I'm probably coming off like an Xbox fan, but you can see right there that I have a PlayStation Five. But you know, it's just like obviously every every stu- every company goes through this phase where they're behind like xbox you could easily say from 2013 to 16 they were behind because you know they made everything about being just being online connected which turns out at the time they were right it just you know sometimes you could be ahead of time and be wrong mm-hmm. um but because you know playstation felt like they were in such a lead which can happen with xbox because they did it with the 360 where they were in the lead and then fumbled it um I think right now PlayStation needs to, you know, I think they're on the right track of branching their games out to multiple systems and um, areas so people can experience it. Because, like, you know, just like Nintendo, PlayStation has really good properties, too. Obviously, you know, they might go on the edge more photorealistic, but God of War is good. Last of Us is good. Horizon is good. And people want to play those games. And I think them going to other platforms is going to be a win for them because more people are buying from them. I don't know. I would have to see figures to to concur with that assessment, but uh, I just personally don't think it's the right move. I think if, 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 if you have, if you truly do have good properties like that, in my opinion, you just got to hold on to them. But, but once again, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the figures. I don't know the dollars that association or associated with, making those moves but it also depends on the direction of their company like you know do they want to fall off hardware and 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 become like a sega and just be a developer but what are you developing if you don't have no exclusive products then you're not doing anything i'm not gonna count because there were probably there'll be another argument there but uh <laughs> to to the one example of it actually benefiting them is there's they had an exclusive game called Days Gone. You know, obviously everybody's opinion could be like it was bad, it was good, it was whatever. I don't care. But because it was on PlayStation, it was limited. And I think it only sold like maybe 3 million copies, which to a lot of people that's successful. But they basically had to keep pushing it by making it free for PlayStation Plus, then eventually free for the PlayStation connection. And that only pushed them to about maybe 5 million but once they put it over to PC, it doubled it to ten million. So basically, when they introduced Days Gone to PC as a market, they doubled their selling by well, basically by two times. Like they went from three million selling to five million with it free, and then ten million with it being introduced to Steam. Well, if there's one thing that's dare I say certain is there is going to be more homes in the world that'll have a computer versus a console. 
Like, I don't want to go on a limb and say that's fact, but it, it <laughs> might be. I mean, in today's day of age, just like almost like 10 year olds now have cell phones, right? Like, and that's why mobile is so damn fucking huge. But like, I, I just don't know the figures of what the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? What the, uh, I don't know, like how much they're making off of a sale of a video game versus, you know, luring people to have to buy their system. Because that's what it really boils down to, right? Like, like the IP has to be that damn good that, you know what, I have to buy the system, which is what I eventually succumb to when I'm waiting for something. That's the reason why I don't own a PS5. I will get a PS5 come December because I want Crisis Core. I also want to play the new Batman, but it's not out yet. Or is it out yet? I think it just it, it, I think it just came out, right? No, I think it I think it's coming out soon. I don't think it's out yet. Okay, but either way, that was another one I was waiting on. I kind of wanted to play Stray, but now that I know it's only like a four hour game, eh. Hey, like, you don't talk bad about Stray. It could be six hours if you enjoy your time. To it, I nope. said. You were talking blasphemous. <laughs> I had to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> but needless to say. I I wasn't going to be a PS. I wasn't a PS4 day one until PS4. I wasn't a day one buyer. All the previous ones I was, uh, but even for four I wasn't because there was nothing exclusive that I needed to get, and it wasn't on the other platforms either. So I was forced to wait. So here I'm I'm gonna give you a little bit of a free one here. Okay. So to your point, if you want to say exclusive, it needs to be a thing because it helps systems. To your point, that could be true because if you, I'm not sure if you knew this, but the PlayStation, well, basically since the PS3 <clears throat> days, both Xbox and PlayStation don't make a profit selling systems. They're actually negative because, like right now for PS5, if they want to make a profit, the system would need to sell at a thousand dollars. But because they knew that that'd be too expensive, they don't do that. That's why they utilize you know PlayStation Now or PlayStation Plus because that's where they make up their extra money. And then their games bring in the rest of that. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess if you want to say that the exclusives is the only thing keeping them afloat because consoles don't make a profit, then I'll give you that. Well, that would, well, yeah, that would obviously remain true because to my point, if they don't have exclusives, then what are they actually making? Nothing. Absolutely nothing, unless you Game Pass. <laughs> and like, you know. I, I don't, and that's the and and you know I guess I'm counting myself here as I I think that's the only reason why I'm promoting Game Pass is because only because they're on three platforms and they're making sales from all those games and then all the services being introduced that they no longer have to worry about exclusives just because of all the capital being brought in from three different avenues. Yeah, and that, and that's why it, you know I agree. That's why they're ahead of you know the race in that aspect because. Cause they're doing it. I mean, I, I, um, I don't know. I guess it's also once again being me old fashioned, but I still love my physical mediums. I love. I, oh, dude, I love physical. I got whole stacks right here that I just. I know. Personally. Like I, I, I am a sucker for that collector's edition. I'm a sucker for that limited edition. I'm not. I mean, you can get it with a digital version, but it just doesn't feel the same. It's it's definitely not the same. Like I like tangible items. <laughs> yeah, but we're also old school like that too. <laughs> and, and well, and there's resale. You can't resell digital. You're right. I'm I'm totally in agreement with you. I prefer physical media than digital. 
but I, I also why GameStop started getting into toys and cell phones and all that other shit because the digital market hurt them. Yeah, and but I can also understand the digital market too. One for the sake of convenience, I do mm-hmm. think it's. I think the game should be cheaper because they're cutting out, you know, the oh, production. That's the part that always mind blows the hell out of me. Yeah, because they're no longer they're no longer making CDs. They're no longer printing cover arts. You know, you should easily save ten dollars in a game for that. Easily, there, that that is probably just straight greed yeah but like i i understand both sides like i'm obviously a huge fan of physical media because i collect it and i think it's you know fun especially for the retrading value or collecting value mm-hmm. but i also understand where digital comes in and you know the convenience of it convenience. i would say it needs to be cheaper because they're cutting out the middleman of production mm-hmm. but you have it on your system you can download it, delete it whenever you want and redownload it whenever you want it's just and and it doesn't take up any space there's no clutter it's just all right there in a digital um, environment. Mm-hmm. I just like, um, I, I don't know how big of a problem this is, but like, you know, with the capacity of memory, I know you just said, you know, you could delete, you know, reinstall and all that stuff. I call that a hassle. But, <laughs> um, uh, but you know, at some point, you know, memory reaches a maximum capacity. So, like, I know these games aren't small files. Oh, yeah. Like, Call of Duty, for example, I think it's like 238 gigabytes, maybe even more. I think I think the largest call prints are any type of sports game. Not that I really play them anymore. I but... think they're only, like, I mean, they're still relatively big at 100 gigabytes, but I don't think they're, I think Call of Duty is so far is the biggest one. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, like, I... I I'll be honest, I was definitely one of those that poo-pooed it from the start. Like, ah, that's going to go nowhere. But that's definitely how the world evolved, right? So, um, you know, I think, or I wonder, and maybe you, and now we're going off topic here by me asking this, but, uh, you know, I I wonder what the next big thing is. Like, where, where, where does it evolve to after, you know, digital? It gets beamed into your brain. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, but just throwing yeah, it out there. I mean, the only way it can evolve is obviously being more digital. Like you know, I, I'm, I play VR. <laughs> what, I what, what's being more digital? <laughs> so yeah, I'll explain. So that, 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 that's exactly that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm for or against VR. Like it has its moments. It's cool in some aspects, but I still don't like the idea of putting a gadget on your head and being connected. But that would be it if there was an evolution, it'd be more towards interactive where you're basically teleported into the game, like VR. And that that'd be the only avenue where well, it evolves past, you know, just playing digital games on a console. You the next one is you digitize yourself in a digital video game. <laughs> so so real life mocap. Um but yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I, I mean that much I could, you know, I, I I do um, agree with like you know the, the the whoever could get VR right and that and that's the problem with it is is the limitations because like everybody has this and I'm guilty of it too has this perception that you could play a VR game exactly how you play a game on a controller and that is far from the truth VR games are or at least the last ones I've played on maybe it has gotten a little bit better but the ones I've had played are so limited that. It's like playing Octopath on your phone versus playing on a fucking, uh, you know, Switch. So Yeah, it, uh, it is still very limited. Like, but, 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 but even with those limitations, I just don't know how... 
I don't know how you could achieve that full flexibility of playing like, for example, a Jedi in Star Wars without having that extreme thousands of dollars system where you're like on this circular treadmill and you and you're in a fucking fence where you can't fall off and hurt yourself and you could do all this type of stuff and not have to worry about you know damaging anything have you ever seen ready player one i haven't seen it from beginning to end no okay so you know to your you know just like everything things will become cheaper like this multi-thousand dollar setup right now could easily be five hundred dollars in the future 100 percent. i mean look at uh look at tvs for example jesus yeah, a 30-inch would cost you, like, $1,000 in, like, early 2000s. Now TVs are, I mean, in my opinion, you know, compared compared to decades ago, they're dirt cheap. Oh, yeah. Like, I could buy a 50-inch for $200. A 50-inch exactly. in 2009 would have been, like, easily $2,000. Yeah, more. Yeah. But, so going back to Ready Player One, it's like, mm-hmm. I've obviously this may just be, like, the sci-fi fear in me that I don't like being connected because I feel like there could be a lot of things that go wrong. But there could be a lot of things that go right. But I feel like if VR was to take over, it would have to take the Ready Player One approach where you can, one, have immersive gear where you're in the game, but anything you touch in the game, you can feel. Obviously, you won't get hurt from the game, but you'll have physical touch. You could touch, like, for example, Star Wars. If you're holding a lightsaber, you can feel the weight of a lightsaber in your hand. Like I feel so... like that would be the only way for VR to, like, be the next evolution but i i still think we're probably 50 years off from that i wouldn't say 50 but um they, they there is accessories that do that like uh i don't think they're they're not sold or endorsed by our the big companies we know today like the sony's and microsoft's but people have made like those uh, uh vibrating vests that they could put on a wear and when they get hit it'll vibrate in that portion of their body mm. um so the technology is out there they, they, uh, it, yeah, but it's just like it's just it needs to be mainstream, and then to your point, it has to be uh, um, sold at a price that the consumers are able to afford. Yeah, because like, you are right; there is versions of the technology out there. Like, for example, surgeons they use a simulation device in VR where they practice operating on people, and they can yeah, it's feel the operation. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I think it's called something different, but you know, going to your point, you know, there is stuff I'm like that. Bro. But uh, I feel like the immersion technology hasn't fully developed to the point where it needs to be. Like, obviously, oh, we got a certain variant of it, but it's it still needs work. Oh, I'm, and I'm not disagreeing with you. It, it all needs work. The, the entire VR experience needs work. But what I will say that I am, I was in awe of, and it wasn't even really like, you know, 4K HD uh, in the experience of that magnitude. It was, I don't know what the definition was, but just to be even in a simulation and just put in an environment that you normally wouldn't be in and go to, for me was breathtaking enough. Mm. So just to now add in the the, the value of um, interacting I think would be like awesome. I, you know what? I think now that we're talking about more, like even just the stationary approach of being put into an environment, even just, I, I think the most successful way or approach that could be done is really straight from like turn-based RPGs. Like, <laughs> I mean, serious, for example, like, like, like even like, let's take Final Fantasy seven, right? Imagine a VR approach to that. Like you, like 
you're just standing where cloud stands and you're moving based on your your know your actions how cool that would be i need you to play vr now because there's already games like that oh, okay well then well like where you where you're basically the character yeah obviously you you, you can't feel it but you're still holding it but yeah. like um there there's people that play as spider-man they swing around objects Mm-hmm. Like there's there's already stuff like that. It's just you know like I know uh, motion sickness has a lot to do with a lot of people too. It it also depends on the controls of the game because the controls in the game really make a difference. Like some controls you hold triggers to like swing around and touch objects. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. of them use the joysticks, and that to obviously it's person dependent. But for me, the joystick movement is mm-hmm. what causes the major motion sickness because yeah. you're basically moving your head to view. But the mm-hmm. joystick almost feels unnatural with your movement of looking that mm-hmm. causes that motion sickness. And then you also got that screen blur when you're walking with the joystick. Mm-hmm. So when you're viewing, yeah. it's just like you're looking, there's blur, and you're like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't own a VR, and unfortunately <clears throat> don't know too many people that do. So uh, I, I, I don't really truly know what's out there. All I know is what I have experienced has been nothing short than like phenomenal, even how crappy it may have looked like i was just like wow this is amazing i was i was impressed when i played robo recall as a free demo with the rift request and i I still think that's a fun shooter game like just the controls was just very smooth like i remember i was playing one that was just a simple um uh crap what was it called like where you just you know shoot at like waves of 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 uh spaceships or whatever and uh <laughs> space and invaders to... huh <laughs> space invaders i mean kind of yeah like you just stood on a circular platform and you're looking left or right and around and and you have to dodge the projectiles and i was just like the graphics were shit but i didn't care because the you know the play style and everything was just so dynamic and awesome like it, the graphic aspect didn't even matter it was just so fun so i guess you know, we can keep talking about whatever, but I, I guess, you know, to almost wrap this up, because we just hit three hours. Yeah, we just hit three hours. So. Longest episode ever. Yeah, it's funny how much we can really, like, keep branching on to one topic and adding to something else. But so do you see PlayStation games going to multiple platforms as a win or loss? I'm for it, but I know some people are against it for the reasons that you mentioned. And I'm not I'm not it's saying a- your reasons are wrong. It depends. I mean, for me, it it just doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Um, it just depends on what what are they trying to have as success. Are they trying to be number one in success? I can't even talk. Successful company because they want their system to be number one, or do they want to make money? I think. If they want to make money, then the route to go is probably to share everything they can and make money off it that way because they are not winning in the other realm right now. And I feel like they're behind. So if they want to win and to be just to say, might not even be a win in how much money they bring in on an annual basis, but if they want to say they're the number one console, then they have to have more exclusive uh, and, and stay exclusive, in my opinion. Mm. And I'll just but wrap it, it up. It, dep- it depends on what they want. And I'll just what, wrap what, it up. What is what is their claim to fame? That's it. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, like you're you're absolutely correct. There's there's 
a couple avenues they can go on, and depending on which avenue they go on, it'll define their version of success. But I completely. Still gonna, they're still not going to own the console because Switch Switch is killing them. <laughs> oh, you want you know what? Right now, live stream. I'm going to your house. You get whatever the alliance sword is. I got Frostmourne, and we're fighting right now. <laughs> Dude, come on, you know you know I'm right. But specs. But to move on, I I personally see this as a win because you know I think that PlayStation has a lot of good games, and I'm happy to see more platforms get to play those good games. So that's where I'll end it. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? Nothing. Um, I'll try to share more. Inf- well, I can't do it on the podcast, but um, no, I. I- I'm just happy I got selected for this thing. So <laughs> Yeah, so Wednesday, we don't Wednesday. know the time yet. Make sure you follow us on social media. You can follow me at Josh Rickast. 5 p.m. Central time all the way to like midnight. And then you can follow <laughs> uh, The Real Shiesty. Like I said, they'll be uh, in the description. There'll be a link to both of our social medias. Uh, but make sure you follow, uh, watch him Thursday for his invitation of... Whatever events he may have signed up for in World of Warcraft. The World of Warcraft variety show to be streamed on Twitch's official Warcraft channel, but it'll also now be on my channel at The Real Shiesty because I've been chosen as a contestant. I wish you the best of luck. I'll be in your stream during that time, and hopefully when, if not, you bring great dishonor to our family. I will greatly bring dishonor, and you're going to like it. And uh, please feel free to share our podcast with anyone you know that would enjoy the content we're talking about. And uh, come and join us on uh, our next episode as you could uh, chime in on our chat and um, maybe even enter the conversation with us. Yes. Uh, So episode five should be August. uh, Hold on. When is the date? Uh, 26th. August 26th will be episode 5, as long as nothing interferes. Um, obviously, if you follow us on social media, you'll be updated and whatever happens. But we'll see you guys there. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Love you.